There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, oh, thank God you're... I didn't know Heather. you were going to be at the studio. Did you see what happened? No, yeah, I saw it. Nick, Nick got big. Nick got so big. He's so big. He's like towering over all of Los Angeles. I, he, he's leaving a path of destruction in his way. There are cops everywhere. Like, the streets are shut down. I think it's up to us, buddy. I think you know what we have to do. We gotta climb this motherfucker. We gotta climb Nick, and we gotta take down this Colossus. And it, it, it's it's sad because it's our friend. It is sad. But it's like it's okay. All right, all right. Uh, take that, Capitol Records building. Oh my god, no. Nick, no! Okay, okay, okay. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can grab his shoelace. Okay. Okay. Here I go. Here, I'll distract him. I'll, 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 I'll just throw this like rock at him. Like, ah. Ow! Got, my eyes are orange now. <laughs> I, all right, I, I got onto his shoe. I'm gonna climb up. He's got, he got, he's got a kind of a fuzzy leg. Okay, so I'm like, yeah. climbing up his leg. I'm, I'm climbing up too. Uh, all right. He, he's, right. He's, he's I'm gonna so say I gotta now. shake my leg. Something Whoa! 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 No! Uh, all right, I've got a, I've got this like, uh, I, I don't know if it'll work, but I've got like a sword from my house because I have a sword. I have a yeah, sword. No, of course, you I have have a, a, I, of course I have a sword. I have a sword too. Okay. I brought a sword with me. I, I'm holding it up. I'm gonna see where his sigil is. Yeah. Maybe we can plunge the sword in and stop Nick from destroying stuff. It's the only way to take him down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Trying to find my sigil. Oh wait, maybe he'll tell us where his sigil yeah, is. Yeah, Nick, if you could hear us, where's your sigil? Nick, where's your sigil? Where do you think it is? Uh. What does that mean? Like, maybe on his head? No, no. Well... Maybe on his tummy? No, Heather. We gotta go back down. <laughs> what? what do you mean? We can't go... We have to stop Nick no. from destroying the city. We... There's, like, nothing we can do. What are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get... I'm gonna get midway up his thigh. Heather, Heather. No? Just let him. Just let him. <laughs> Just you, know, you know where it is. You know where You know where it is. Come on. What, you... Is that on his cheek? Maybe it's on the back of his hand. Heather, do I really got to say it to you? He put the sigil on his hog, all right? He put the sigil on his hog. He wants to get stabbed there. And I'm not doing it. I'm running out of stamina. I'm just going to let go. Yeah, let's just let go. I'm just going to fucking drop to Let him destroy death. the city. He put the sigil on his hog. That's it for us. We're done here. <laughs> End of discussion. Take that, Hollywood sign. <laughs> All of our precious monuments. <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> destroyed. All right, well, I'm going to go home, I guess. Yeah, just I guess, Nick. you know, just spend the time you have left with your family. You're just going to rampage through the town. Are you guys leaving? Yeah, we're leaving. We're not going to... I'll put this, uh, you know, my sigil. Probably someone needs Dude, to stab. Dude, stop. <laughs> we're not stabbing it. Nobody Dude. is... First off... 
Why is that something you want? Yeah. And why well, do you- uh, I don't want it. Oh, my God. I'll be the worst thing that ever happened to me, to giant me. Why? He's pulling down his pants a little bit. Whoops. Just a little my bit. My fly came undone. Oh, no. We got to go. We got to just leave. Take that, Jimmy Kimmel Live Studios. Stop. Stop. We reflect sunlight off our sword and attempt to ride our horse. As we play, you play morally conflicted games as art classic Shadow of the Colossus. This week on Get Play. Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. It's the show of shows. This is the episode where we play, you play. And... It's also that you say what we play, mm. and we played what you say. That's and- right. That isn't always how it works, but that's no. how it worked this month. We had a few different options, and you spoke. Uh, you overwhelmingly voted for this month's game, which is Shadow of the Colossus, which we'll be talking about at length during this episode. And it's it's not always how we do it. It might not be how we ever do it again. <laughs> Who could say? We've only done it twice. We'll one do time, it again. One time you picked... Persona 5 Royal as a, I think a, prank, a prank and a dare. And thank you for that. And thank you for it. And then this time you picked Shadow of the Colossus. I would say the exact opposite of uh, Persona 5 Royal in terms of length. Sure. I mean, if they had... The thing, the thing is, because it was God of War Ragnarok or Persona 5 Royal, and I was looking for an excuse to play Persona 5 Royal, and they were like, when 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 our listeners were like, yeah, yeah we want you to cover it, I ended up putting 130 hours in that game and, and finishing it, and 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 it's uh, and I love it, and it an, it's an incredible game. I'll get back into it again someday. I yeah. bought it. I bought it for the Switch with the intention of doing it again. Me too. Let's do it. I, I you should I, play I, it. I, I wanted, you play it on Steam Deck too, if you want. Well, yeah. But the, my Steam Deck play was frustrating. Mm. It was a frustrating play. It felt yeah. a little weird at times. A I little was janky on Steam Deck on TV X Cloud. Oh like, yeah. So like streaming uh, from my Xbox on my Steam Deck, and I was like, this is not, this is not ideal. Yeah, but I've I've dabbled in the Switch release, and it's perfect. So we'll play it on Switch then. I, don't tell me what to do. Only only the listeners can tell me what to do. And and then and, and only sometimes. Yeah. And only sometimes they only when keep, we ask for they it. They keep telling me to beat the shit out of you. Uh-huh. On on our Discord. And you do it weekly. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Yeah. That's After one of the things record. you listen to. Yeah. Just backhand slap Nick yeah. every single episode. What do you make of this, mm-hmm. Matt? So just now, Nick and I were in the lobby. Uh-huh. And he stepped up behind me in line to check in and he didn't say anything. Yeah, just kind of hung out. And he just stood behind me for a for like I would say six minutes without saying anything. Uh huh. Do you think that behavior is sus, or do you think that behavior is standard? Well, I'm gonna stop you right there. 
all of Nick's behavior is sus. <laughs> Do I think that's strange? I, I've, here's the thing. I've done similarly to Nick very recently when we were at Sprouts. That's true. Because what are we going to do? Chop it up in the line? There was like two people between us. No, he was directly behind me. It, it reached him. Here's what it was. I, <laughs> I thought you noticed me because like you oh, you held the door for me and I and I assumed you knew it was me. No. And then I, I lined up behind, queued up behind kind. you. <laughs> I, I queued up kind, behind but you. not looking. Yeah, <laughs> letting in a stranger. Uh, I queued up behind you, and then and I thought you saw me, and then some time passed, and I realized you didn't see me. Uh, and you had an interaction with someone else in the lobby who said you were dressed cool. So I witnessed that, and then it was and, great. And awesome. enough time passed where I was like, oh well, now I'm just going to see how long it takes for her to realize I'm here. <laughs> and it was about six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I will say the thing about like getting into this building is tough if you're not with somebody who works here already, because you have to then check in and do all this stuff. Right. Uh not that long ago, uh, our pal Cody Fisher and I got in trouble. <laughs> Here with you got busted. We got busted by security. Wow! Here because they claimed that we let somebody in to the building that shouldn't have been let in, and we were like, "That's impossible. That's not true. Uh-huh. Uh, like, there's no way we would have just held the door for somebody who shouldn't have been in here." And then we were presented with a screenshot of us doing just that. <laughs> we were just like, what? And we just didn't remember it at all. But it, was, it wasn't like it was anything bad happened. It was just like some yeah. like some lady that was lost. She was just like on the wrong floor. Yeah. And we just didn't, uh, we just, yeah, she was just lost. My, my favorite moment of uh, security cam, like, footage being presented to me mm-hmm. is I went to uh, this uh, bar that is near to near UCB in Los Angeles called Birds and I was pickpocketed sitting oh. at the bar and I w- they told me oh we've got security camera if you want to look at it and I was like great and I watched the footage and watched you know people crowd up around me and presumably a dude pickpocket me and it didn't help me do anything oh. like it was just like yeah, no, I... Oh, yeah, you it's like, what? I can't, right. I can't do anything with this. <laughs> you could you could hand evidence to a police officer on a silver platter, and they'd be like, what do you want me to do yeah. with this? Yeah. Fingerprints. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to birds. I I love them. Everybody there. Yeah. Birds everybody, is the great establishment. Everybody loves birds. Yeah. Classic, classic L.A. hang. By the way, pickpocketing now sounds like something that would only happen in Victorian England. I don't think of that as like, but I guess you, yeah. you might still take someone's wallet at the uh, based on the prospect they might have some cash inside or maybe like a debit card you could clone. I don't know. I just don't think of, of that happening as much What anymore. about picksocketing? Picksocketing, hey, very cyberpunk. Yeah, that's happening all the time. That's That's happening to us daily. If you found a USB drive on the ground... Okay, so I got in trouble for exactly this. Too. Um, I, 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 uh, I, you have to, uh, printing in here is impossible. Like, if you, you can't get on the right thing to be on the right Wi Fi, printers are, printers have gotten worse over time. They've become too complicated. So confusing. Um, and it's just easier for me to dump whatever I'm trying to print on a flash drive and, uh, then put that flash drive into the printer and print from that. But what I often do is leave my flash drive in the thing because it's like it's not sure. natural for me to yes. do, and I'm very rarely printing anything. Um, so I just often forget about it. Uh, I left it there, attached to my um, uh, attached to my flash drive is my iLock, which is the 
thing that allows me to use Pro Tools. Um, it has all my Pro Tools like plug-in licenses and stuff on it. And it was stuck there and somebody found it and I got a long thing about uh, cybersecurity and not leaving uh, uh, flash drives just all around and also not picking up flash drives. I get in trouble a lot over here. What, what, what do they think is going to happen? Malware. Yeah. Hacking. But like someone Accounts, like, but like a, a business, you're, but like, okay, so synergy, <laughs> they're not they're That's something they're not completely interested in. Uh, but that for that scenario, there would have Charts. to be also a physical breach of security, right? To mm-hmm. get access to that flash drive. Yeah, But you have you ever heard about this? Yeah. Inside job. Yeah. Some, right. some people here will let in somebody who doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It's all. It, and what, what if I told you that these two incidents happened within days of each other? <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea that Matt just gets busted at work all the yeah, time. Yeah. I was like job where he produces just podcasts. doing just doing my job yeah. and like and being nice. <laughs> I think if I if I uh, found a USB drive on the street. I would try and get like a cheap burner laptop and open it. Yeah. I'd want to yeah. know. I'd have right. to know. That's why I worth- play a rogue in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> would it be worth taking to like a computer store and being like, Fuck hey. Fuck no, because if there's like pornography uh, on there, then I'm immediately in jail. Yeah. Well, yeah, well depends that, on the kind of pornography. Yeah. If it's normal. All pornography. If, <laughs> if it's all above board, it's, yeah. you know. Well, I'm six years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, I boy. Forgot. Okay. Yeah. No, you. I forgot that you so have I Benjamin can't. Button I can't disease. be in possession. No. Yeah. You, People on Discord. And, is Heather really six? Yeah. Uh, she can go to jail for that. That's not funny <laughs> if she's six. She shouldn't. Any child. Don't. I like our listeners. She don't. shouldn't have a job if she's six. What is Why she doing? Why are you doing this? They're good people. On <laughs> I know that they're Discord. good. It's it's not it's not everybody on Discord. It's just that guy. <laughs> it's just one. <laughs> Before we get into. Are we play you play? Uh, we should perhaps more generally talk about other games that are on our radar. Team, what are you playing? What are you playing? Classic episode. Oh wow! wow. It's a cl- a get played classic. You're calling your shot now. You're saying this is a classic episode. Well, when I show up, it's it's as if it is a classic episode from the vault. Oh, yeah. Let you call it an episode that you can't listen to anymore. <laughs> sure, uh, you have yeah. to jump through a few hoops. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Resident Evil Merchant, very excited to have you back as always. Hello, I'm the Resident Evil Four Merchant, the original, and I'm always asking people, "What are you buying?" But here on the show, I'm asking, "What are you playing?" Uh, you know what? Thank you for table setting that. Keep it, yeah, just just straightforward. Give a like, nice, clear explanation for as an on ramp to someone if this is their initial episode. I've never used a spoon. Okay. Yeah, that's so that's more in line with how you normally are. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. Well, you said table setting. I just want uh, to clarify. Okay. Okay. For See, the listener. So now what it's I'm either fork about, or hand. Fork or hand. You know what? Are you there are very. This is going to be controversial, uh-huh. and I'm gonna, this is going to be tough, maybe to hear as somebody with a food podcast, Nick. Yeah, you could lose the fork, the spoon. The food, the spoon is done. 
You could drink most things you need a spoon for. You could. It's just I I, I would take the uh, the opposite argument, which is that I think the fork is my default utensil. But it's also if I had to get rid of one of the three utensils, that's the one I'd get rid of. You're getting because I can work do work with a spoon, yeah. and I can do work with a knife. Have you ever used a boba straw for spoon use? You could just like get one of those thick boys and drink up whatever it is you need to drink. So you've never used a spoon, but you're quite quite familiar with boba straws. Well, it's, you contain multitudes. I mean, like you don't you don't need to have a spoon at a bubble shop. Fair point. If I'm if I'm out in my board shorts and I'm I'm getting a cold drink, then I gotta get boba. Boba. It's the drink. I would, live what? I would go for a different drink if you like need a cold drink, <laughs> only because it's like those are typically milk based. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not trying to be like Anchorman over here. You could do like a, you know, you could do like a mango fr- like oh, freeze yeah. or something Green like that. Some boba. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need to get a milk boba. I'm always getting that milk. Well, you mentioned board shorts. Yeah. You're just going and having fun in the sun all the time? Because I think if he was wearing a trench um, coat and being covered head to toe. It's true. Uh-huh. It's true. 24-7, 364, I'm wearing trench, scarf, hat, helmet, not, what do you call it? Hoodie. That, 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 over my head. Yeah. Long pant, boot, shirt, gloves. One day of the year, I treat myself. Put on the board shorts, head down to Venice Beach. Get a little sun. Hit that, that, that muscle area. Drink a boba. Leave when the cops arrive. Okay, no, you're not even doing a, no, no surfing, no hang, no hanging 10. No. I can't surf. No. I'm not allowed, my body's not allowed over over water. Can't imagine how impossibly pale you must be under there. Just no exposure to the sun all year round. Also, the world of Resident Evil 4 is dark. It's true. There's not a lot of natural sun not where I come not from. A, yeah, they save all that for Resident Evil 5. You guys are being really generous with your time today. Usually you want me in and out as fast as possible. I don't know why. We like really like you today. <laughs> it's good to see you. That's the <laughs> thing. You're you oftentimes guys. an annoyance, but, but when you haven't seen you in a while, it's like we missed you. But we should probably uh, move along. Matt, what are you playing? Okay, uh, you're starting with me, and I have, in, in the spirit of Shadow of the Colossus, I have a colossal update. I love it. Wow. I don't know what came over me. I don't know what happened. Sitting at home, just thinking, just tinkering, wanting to tinker, had jonesing for a little bit of, you know, little little tinkering. Do you take up model kit making? No. Did you take up tinker toying? No. Did you build you- an RC car? Nick, you simple bitch. <laughs> You're no. entering the uh, fucking Pinewood Derby for the Boy Scouts? No, but that does sound... I would fucking smoke all those kids. You think so? I think so. I did okay in the Pinewood Derby. I think I could do it. Is that the one where you make like a toboggan with wheels and you race it down a hill? No, you make like a little model car and you race it down a ramp. Oh. It's not do, a thing you ride in. Do people still do the thing where you build the thing that you yeah, ride in? Yeah, you can in? build a thing you ride in. That's, hmm. a, that's, that's a different nice. thing. I do think if given an opportunity to challenge a bunch of children, I would win. I think. I would lose. <laughs> Depends on the context. I could fight them all. I challenge children every week in Fortnite and lose constantly. I guess that's true. Yeah. No, I, who am I to say that I'm better than a child? No, I didn't do any of those things. Something came over me. I don't know what the hell happened. I wanted a PS Vita. Got online, ordered a PS Vita. The next day, in my hands, 
I had a PS Vita. I love it. And I have this motherfucker right here in my hand. It's a gorgeous piece of machinery. It does look really nice. It's It's so slick. It's so thin. It's so, it's slick. God, the fucking Vita is such a good machine. So this is the point I want to make about this thing. I've only had this for a few days. We didn't, we didn't deserve this. (laughs) No, we didn't. We, this is a perfect, this is a perfect device. Form factor wise, it's great. It's smaller than a Switch. It's about, I mean, it's the size of a PSP. It's not much, uh, it's a little bit bigger. It's, uh, it's not much larger than an iPhone Pro Max. That's true. Uh, the buttons are not very tall. Like, you could put this in your pocket and not feel too afraid of it being yep. in your pocket. Because yep. even, the, even the analog sticks are, um, you know, they stick out far enough where you feel like you're getting good use out of them, but they're not sticking out so far that you're worried about them being damaged in your pocket. Um, the screen is beautiful. I have the slim model, which doesn't have the OLED screen. It has the, LE, uh, the LCD screen, I believe. Mm. And But it's still a gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous screen. And... I can't believe, I just can't believe how these games look. For it being a handheld system that is 10 years old, it's like, some of these games look at the very least like, I mean, they do sort of look mid, um, mid PS2, mid PS3. It's like that perfect in between right there. They're yeah. not fully like so impressive. They're like, I can't believe this. Thing, but it's like it, it has a lot of power for it being such a small package. Right. Yeah, and I've been playing. So I've been playing a couple things on it. I w- that's that's kind of the funny thing about this thing is that like there are Vita exclusives, of course, but a lot of the stuff that came to the Vita are old games. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, like PlayStation Two games and the like. And so I immediately started playing uh, Sly Cooper just to see like if I oh, still yeah. love that. And it's still a home run. That's a great one. But I wanted to play. A true Vita exclusive, and one of the ones that I have here is because um, that's the other thing. You the, the the Vita store is still open, also by the way. Hell yeah! And it's only open on the Vita device or on if you have a PS3. You can get those sexy games, huh? They've got like sexy games because the Vita uh, guys. Was... I gotta go because <laughs> the Vita's not like that's in trouble at work. Like again. the Switch. <laughs> Cause like remember yeah. somebody got me a game. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what this game is and I put it in and I was like, oh, this is like light porno. Yeah, well, ugh, I don't even know what to search for. Like what should I search for, Heather? Light porno. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I so but like over time as a PS Plus subscriber, I've acquired different Vita games over the years. Uh and some of them are cross-play anyway, like your Super Meat Boys or your uh um like the Binding of Isaac, like all these are like so like when we played Super Meat Boy on the show, I got a certain far, uh, way into the game, and I booted it up on my Vita, and I was exactly where I was when I left off. I was like, "This is this is incredible. This is great." Um, but I started playing Uncharted: The Golden Abyss, which is a prequel to the very first Uncharted game. So I was like, "Oh, I haven't. I've played some of these, but I haven't played enough to like you know, you know, like be so invested in it." But I was, I'll try this one out. The mechanics in this game are fantastic. Mm. You can play it normal, yeah. Which, which is like you know how you expect Nathan Drake to play: run around, shoot, climb. You can do everything how you would think to do it. Or there are Vita-specific controls that you can do instead. So instead of climbing, 
you know, pressing up and X to grab the next ledge or whatever, you can look at the path that you're trying to climb and swipe on the screen. And then Nathan Drake just goes and travels up. Um, but you can do that. You can do, um, you can tap a rope and jump to the rope uh, like uh, on the screen. I'm just shocked that you can do anything with the screen at all. I didn't realize it was a touch screen uh, before I got it. And there's these little back, there's a back sensor on the back that you can use in the game to like, he picks up like a skull or something. And then he's like, you can like move it around and like you can clean it off with the the screen. We didn't, we didn't deserve this. I I, I said this at the time of release. I was mm-hmm. like, holy fucking shit, this system is perfect. Yeah. And at release, it was staggering. Yeah. Because like you couldn't you couldn't play a mobile game of that fidelity no. at the time. And then the 3DS came out, I think concurrently. Yeah. It was the same year. And I'm, I'm bringing up the exact dates here to see. Yeah. The 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 DS launched in February of 2011 with uh in Japan and 3DS. The, 3DS, I yeah. apologize. Yeah. And the uh the in it was December of 2011 when it launched in Japan. So it was it was roughly the same time. So so here's also a system that in theory if if Sony had just gotten their shit a little bit more together, mm-hmm. you could have used that as your main MP3 player. Yeah. Your like your main music device. You can Bluetooth headphones to it, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy. I synced my AirPods to it. Yeah. Uh and it had the backlog of PS1 games, uh a huge repository of PSP games yes, and then the Vita games that were trickling out extremely slowly. It is a device where I I bet there was a Sony meeting where somebody came in and put it down in the middle of the table and everybody was like, we fucking did it. Like it's it's I think it's concurrent with iPhone four. Yes. Like it is. It, it is so far. It is a device that in 2023 yeah. still holds up. And nobody fucking played it. They didn't make any fucking games for it. Yeah. And it is it is the biggest lost opportunity because also remote play was crazy. Yes. Like you to could be play... like, oh, shit, I can play my fucking PS3 and PS4 games on this thing. Yeah. You can remote play from, yeah, your yeah PS3 and your PS4. Uh, not five, but not, not five, five yet. Uh, there, there are people working on it uh, in, in the modding community. Um, but once they, once they, if they, if I could do that, I'm, I'm good. I'm I want to say other than the switch light, the regular switch doesn't feel like that feels like the final portable system. Yeah. The PS Vita, mm-hmm. like the switch while portable doesn't feel like it feels like I'm bringing like, I don't think of the steam deck as a portable system. No, no. It is I've a taken portable computer. Not, yeah. Or the Switch is like a portable Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, they're big, chunky boys. Yes. Whereas the Vita is like, I literally could add it to my bag. Yes. And it doesn't have to be the primary thing in the bag. Right. And God, I fucking love the Vita. It's really it's really a really special system. I'm really glad I got it, just as like a collector also. And I, I, I'll, I was worried about the condition it was going to arrive in mm-hmm. because it did say that it had maybe a couple scratches here and there. But it didn't... I kind of took a big risk because it didn't have a it had a stock photo. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, what are we doing here? Is this going to be okay?" And it came, and it's 
gorgeous. It looks brand new. It looks pristine from yeah. here. Uh, so I was still in the video game industry in the run-up to the Vita and the 3DS release. And I remember we went to E3, um, me and some other developers, at the in, in advance of these. And we looked at the, both these systems. Uh, and I remember just thinking, like, fucking... Vita is going to eat the 3DS's lunch. I mean, yeah. What are we doing here? Like the one of these looks like it's from the future, and the other one looks like a a child's toy. And then, of course, the 3DS just absolutely fucking destroyed it because it had. Yeah. The, there was already Nintendo. Just they just understand the 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 handheld space so much better than everyone else. Uh, and yeah, it, it's they had they had better. To Heather's point, it had better software and all like like the ultimately. I don't know. I like that 3DS. And I, I the do 3DS too. too. I but mm. this is this. Is at least on par with it. I think it's like a better system, just in general. Like it, it feels like the UI is nice. It feels so smooth and so, um, uh, like I, it just feels like nothing is happening, like at all. Like I don't even hear a fan on this thing, right? But like the thing that I think is interesting about it is it's like I don't know. It's it, it does look like it's like it's it's from the future. It should have done it should have done way better. I don't know what I don't know the the window of which it was available is kind of an issue too. Like or that Sony was supporting it rather because it comes out in 2013. Sony stops supporting it in 2015 and then completely discontinues it in 2019. Yeah, I think it's a little longer yeah. time span than that. There's like 2011-2012 when it was okay. on the market, 20, 2012 in North America. But yeah, it yes, it, it wasn't right. it wasn't very long. And it yeah, it, it's one of those things where I guess maybe it was just a few years too early because it it couldn't quite do what the Switch could kind of do, which was have like basically console games on the go. Like yes. it wasn't quite at that level of power, right? Yeah. And but but also just looking at the like the the first gen 3DS was so like chunky and like oversized. It, like it, the form factor was like kind of like segmented. Mm-hmm. Uh and then looking at that and that that's like the the 1000 model, right? Like that's like the, yeah, one this, of the this, first gen. No, this is the slim. And so this, this is one... okay, this is the slim. So so never mind. But like the but like even looking at the 1000 model like the original PS Vita it still looks so it looks like modern the yeah. the 1000 is the one that I have with the OLED screen and it is unlike the the slim is a single flat plane of glass or plastic over the front of the machine as opposed to that sort of divided yes. like controller area screen area and it felt slick as it's so yeah. fucking nice and I remembered what I was trying to say uh, a moment ago this thing if if Nintendo is the gimmick company and has the gimmick consoles, you know, 3D, uh, two screens, uh, you know, Joy Cons, this thing is all gimmicks. It's like it's it's it has the sleek like modern aesthetic that is like what you want from a PlayStation from a Sony product, and it also has a touch screen on the back for some reason. It has what's that game? There's this, I think it's called Tearaway. Yeah, where it the touch screen on the back sees your fingers and puts fingers in the game where your fingers are. Uh which is disgusting and weird. But uh like it, it, but it, it has, has a touch cameras. too. It has, it, has- it has a front facing and a back camera. It has gimmicks. This thing should have this thing should have ruled the world. We should have been on Tavita 2 by now. What's it what's battery life? It's I'm decent. So, I'm so glad you asked, Nick. I probably haven't I didn't turn this on yesterday. Uh-huh. Why don't I look? I didn't turn this on yesterday, <laughs> but as you recall, when I turned it on to show you the home screen, I was paused in game. 
So the, I don't know. It, it, the, it has good game suspension. Yep. So you can jump back into a game. You can go back to the home menu and go back to where you were in the game. It was at 90% when I was playing it, and then I probably played it for, you know, about you know, like an hour or something. Mm-hmm. It's at 77% right now. Okay, it's hanging in there. Days later. Days later. Okay, it's doing all right. While running a game in the background. That's it for me. I could go on and on about how much I love the Vita. Uh, Here, I'll, t- I'll talk next, right? Yeah. Here we the, go. That's the most anyone's talked about the Vita in 11 years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, I, and here's the thing, I could have kept going, but I'm done. That was great. I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. I have not gotten very far into the first act, and I've already had a party member leave my party in disgust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I Look, so here's the mistake that I've made in the game. Early on, because I'm playing a rogue criminal, I'm going to be pickpocketing. I'm going to be like opening chests that I shouldn't open. That's how you got to play the game if you're playing a rogue criminal, right? The problem is that when you when you're level one and you're and you're doing that, you get caught a lot, and then you have the option of either going to jail or like murdering the person who caught you. And I'm a criminal, so I'm like, ah, it's better to murder than to go to jail. I have created a snowball effect from my very first encounters in this game, which are like propelling me forward to the bottom of a ravine like an avalanche. I mm-hmm. I, I I I met a character. I don't know how I don't want to spoil anything. I met a character. The character's like, hey, can you help me get a chest from a mountain pass that is uh, like it, it's it, it's being raided by bugbears. And I was like, oh, yes. And yeah. I was like, oh, in my dialogue options, it was <laughs> I had found that place before I met this person. Mm-hmm. The bugbears had murdered the people who were trying to protect the chest. Mm-hmm. I spent hours Try like finally killing these bugbears. Yeah, because I was not supposed to be in this area at the level I was. But I also have a habit of picking up any barrel I find full of gunpowder. So I will like make traps. Yeah, kill all the bugbears. Everybody, you know, you get that nice level up sound. Hop across a ravine. There's a chest there. I open the chest, take everything out, and I'm like, yeah. Yahoo! This was fun. What a cool little encounter. I have no idea what this was. Many, 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 many hours later, meet the person who's like, hey, do you think you can help me? You got to get <laughs> you, you got to get this chest that we're trying to escort across this bugbear ridge. And I was like, oh, I've, I've already done that, like as a dialogue yeah. option. And she's like, please tell me you didn't open the chest. And I was like, how the fuck would I know not to open the chest? <laughs> yeah. So I tried to hand her this stuff from the chest. I was like. I'll be a good criminal here. I'll be like, yeah, all right. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with this shit. Tried to hand it to her. And she was like, what have you done? You've killed us all. And everybody in this area attacked me. And I had never been there and never met any of these people. So this cascade of violence that follows my characters has... Before I've gotten to the goblin camp, so real early in the game. Yes. Because also I play by, I, I want to see everything on the map. So like I'll go to every area in a in a quadrant of the map before moving forward. Yeah. Before I've gotten to the goblin camp, a, a character has already left my party in disgust and said, I cannot follow you where you are going. I'm just glad that there's a way that Heather can play the most Heather way she can. That's amazing. Like I, 
I haven't even I know of the bugbear encounter because I've seen like stuff about it online, but I didn't even do that. And like there's like I think about the map in this game and how it's so big. There's like just stuff that I'll just never see. Like, well, I, I guess I could go there. You gotta, you gotta clear out any dark area on yeah. your map. That's what you have to do. Yeah. If you're playing like Heather, and anything you encounter, do your best to engage it as a role player. And if it falls apart and they attack you, do not exit combat. Yeah. And you must murder the people that you are talking to. That is so. It's perfect. I I have killed a lot. The, so the thing that changed my Wyatt was the guy who left. Wyatt was like, I you can't, I cannot do this yeah. anymore. Yeah, was because I murdered a lot of people in the Druid Village, not because I was trying to hurt anybody, but because they have chests lying around. You murdered people. Not because you were trying to hurt anybody. <laughs> no, like here's the thing. Like I, I, I'll go in hide mode. Yeah, and you see everybody. Everybody's like, um, like the red area where it's like, oh, don't walk here because it's dangerous. Yeah. And there's like a dude hurting a little girl, like or or, or like yelling at a little girl. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, she stole something from me or something, right? I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a criminal criminal. I'm a criminal with a heart of gold. So I, yeah. that little girl's like, oh, he's got my thing. Or I don't remember what the fucking story is. And I was like, oh, I can get this back. I'll sneak up and I will pickpocket this dude. I pickpocket the guy, fail the check. He stands up and is like, what are you doing? And he attacks me. So I murder him and his friend. But then other people in the druid village see that and yeah. they come to kill me so i murder those people and that it becomes like this concussive explosion of violence yeah and now i've killed i mean like most of the druid village just because everybody keeps coming to combat me and all i was trying to do was get this like little girl's thing back for her there's like maybe that's what that pickpocket was trying to do to you and birds you ever think about that I didn't. Mur- I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> well, sounds like you might have. It's just interesting too that there's just like, there's just stuff in the game I just know that I'm not doing. I see that I could hide if I wanted to. I've never hid. I've not oh, done. You gotta hide. I've not done any of the stealth like stuff in this game at all. I I'm just not playing that way. I only do stealth for the initial encounter because like the. I, I'm not charging in and immediately like opening fire on dudes. Uh-huh. I will sneak in for that um, hidden bonus attack, like my stealth attack, my sneak attack or whatever. Like that initial hit, that initial strike does so much damage. Yeah. And then after that, it's like full war party. But yeah. I saw a funny TikTok of somebody doing an encounter somewhere and I'm I'm not really sure uh where uh where it's taking place but they like you have uh collected a bunch of barrels over time and just set up a bunch of uh barrels around the like boss in this thing and it's not like one of those encounters where i guess like you know you walk in and it's like a cutscene they've like talked to this person and like sort of you know been on their good side or whatever put a bunch of barrels around the boss and everywhere in this room and threw one fire arrow at one of the barrels and just set the entire room on fire <laughs> and killed everybody instantly. Yeah. It was so, I'm just like, you can do anything you want in this game. And I think when we get to the end of the this year, 
and uh you know the game of the year conversation happens there's just no way i can say anything else there's just not there's just no way well, other still than Baldur's gate no nah. you got some time yet. i think i don't think so wow Matt's locking wow. it in already. What am I going to say? Spider-Man 2? Two, like, uh, like, of course that's no, going to be not great. No, you're going to say that. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, yes, but I think now at this point, no, I've definitely played Tears of the Kingdom more, but I've thought about Baldur's Gate a lot more. It's a it's a really impressive game. I mean, it's just like the 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 scope of it and just the amount of variations that it accounts for. It's really, really impressive when you compare that to other games that are a lot more limited in scope. Yeah, Genital 1, Genital 2, Genital (laughs) 1, Genital 2. Nick, uh, oh, and by the uh, also I'm back on my shit with Fortnite. Fucking love that game. Wow. Let's I, fucking go. I, I, I uh, I've, I've squatted back up with some listeners. I've squatted back up with my, my, my mainline squad. Um, God, I fucking love Fortnite. I love it. That's it. But I'm not going to talk about that anymore. It's almost been a year of Fortniteing for me. I guess it's true, huh? Yeah, because of uh, October. That's right. Nick, what are you playing? I'll be I'll be brief. I, most of my my gaming time was was doing a full playthrough of this uh, this month's We Play You Play, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, but I did spend a little bit more time with Sea of Stars, which I'm really enjoying. To complete opposite sort of RPG of Baldur's Gate Three, it is really limited in scope, pretty linear. Uh, it's it's but it's it's delightful. Uh, great music thing. I, I don't think I've, I'm trying to remember what details I have and haven't mentioned. I don't think I've talked about the character portraits, which are really great and have a bunch of different emotes uh, that are used judiciously. But it is the sort of thing of like, I especially because Baldur's Gate 3 is so zeitgeisty and the two of you talking about it, both on and off pod and yeah. other friends talking about it. I, I do kind of feel like I'm missing out on some Baldur's Gate 3 right now because I've, I've been away from it for a bit. So I don't know. I might I might pause the old uh, the old voyage through the Sea of Stars, although I, I am going to finish this game because I'm really enjoying it uh, and uh, and resume some BG3 action because I don't want to be too left in the dust here. Uh, I also want to shout out, I, I haven't played this yet, but I am intending to play this but i i that i saw i meant to mention that there's more dlc for the case of the golden idol uh the uh, the great puzzle game that came out last year is one of my favorite games of last year and uh, i like the previous dlc um and uh, there's a new one the lemurian vampire that supposedly ties a lot of this lore together so i'm gonna be looking for that but yeah that's that's pretty much been what's on my gaming docket is this month's game um sea of stars and uh yeah how many how many hours do you think you are into sea of stars Mm, about 15. I so it's like a 30-hour game. Yeah, I would say s- stick with that until you're done with it and then you think get I back get to, into Baldur's But here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get to the finish line of this thing, and then we have next month's game to play for We Play, You Play. I'm yeah. just going to be playing that. Yeah. I, and then I'm, all of a sudden it's going to be fucking the end of the year, and I'm, I'm still going to Baldur's Gate 3 just like sitting in my queue. Yeah, but— At a certain point, i got to abandon something. You know, you, 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 when you choose to do something, you're choosing not to do something else. Why don't you that's, abandon that's hope? Games. I've that happened a long time ago. <laughs> so let's talk about uh we play or we play you play Shadow of the Colossus, first released in two thousand five. 
for the PlayStation 2, released only about a year before the PlayStation 3 launch. So this is one of those tail end of the generations, so really, really pushing the hardware to try to get every uh, last la- last bit of gas out of it. Uh, developed by Japan Studio and Team Eco. Uh, Team Eco previously made the 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 titular Eco uh, that was their earlier game, released in Japan as Wanda Tokyozo, uh, Wander in the Colossus. Uh, wonder the player character's name, uh, directed by Fumiti, uh, Fumito Ueda. And the remaster that we all played was by Blue Point Studios, uh, who also did the God of War collection, Uncharted collection, Demon Souls, a, a, good, a good sort of remaster house. I would like to uh, say a couple of things about uh, F- Fumito Ueda. Yeah. Um, from Wikipedia, Ueda played a lot of Sega Mega Drive games, which influenced his work. He was a fan of flashback and another world. Now I've talked about out of this world slash another world on this podcast before. It is one of my most influential video games of all time. Not that I'm a fucking designer or developer, Uh, but flashback and another world are really, really well uh, constructed environments. They are games that uh, achieve their successes through how atmospheric their storytelling is. And I think that the line from those games to Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and eventually The Last Guardian is so direct because Shadow of the Colossus tells a story in its environment as much as like yeah. it's not a story with a fucking ton of cutscenes. Like when you see stuff in this environment, you're like, oh man, what happened here? Like, what is this world? Where where did it come from? What what are these ruins? Why are these colossi here? Um, and I think that when I heard or read that he was so inspired by Out of This World, I was like, oh, that totally tracks. Because Out of This World, you show up in a place that you've never been. There's no explanation for the place. And you're like, hi, fucking, I don't have any idea what this building is. But I guess I have to go inside of it is very much the eco shadow of the Colossus ethos. Yeah. The other aspect of that, a smaller thing, but but I think a thing that that's that's big in both of these games um, is uh, is the animation, which is really meticulous and articulated and, you know, kind of a little bit a little bit less gamey, a little bit more, you know, it, it, uh, trying to approximate realistic movement. And that's the thing I think of from out of this world. And I think of from certainly from Eco and from this game, like especially compared to the other games of this era, it was one that was really trying to make it feel like a, you know, a, a character's movement was really flowing like like real human movement. Uh, and I, I think this is and Prince of Persia, like the I'm not talking about I'm talking the old school, like Jordan Mechner, like Prince of Persia, like 2D games like those were ones that were the original that were like, oh, this actually kind of looks like how, you know, this actually tries to recapture locomotion. This isn't just like a, a gamey version of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I also want to yeah. say I did drop it into the PS2 for a little comparison. Mm hmm. And I prefer the PS2 version mm. because um, the sort of blurriness of the graphics implies more. Like it asks you to be like, oh, what what am I looking at uh-huh. in a way that the remaster doesn't require you to imagine. And it's I, like when you put up a bunch of uh, filters on pixel art and yeah. they smooth you smooth out all the rough edges. And it's like, well, now all of a sudden this looks like something else. Yeah. And so like with with. The frame rate was, <laughs> was kind of incredibly bad. It's like, atrocious. Kind of, kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, like you felt like 
you felt like your PlayStation was also fighting the Colossus (laughs) (laughs) at the same time. Uh, But I really, really preferred like even the the bird in that opening cut, like the like the cinematic where you're Mm -hmm. like riding up with your wife or your dead girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. into the past to, to start the game, like the bird in the uh, PS, the, the remaster is like dynamic and beautiful. And in the original, I was like, this suggests a bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, the idea of a bird. Yeah. Uh, two things about the original design that I, I found fascinating. I didn't know. And, and doing, and uh, looking into this is that first off, this was originally developed as an online game. This is supposed to be more of an MMO approach, which is weird to think about. But the other thing is that the original design doc called for 48 colossi. 48! 48! That's too many. 48 colossi! I would have, I would have been pretty fatigued by the time I got to colossi 46. There's the, So, Last Guardian, which was the next game in this sequence, took was delayed so many times. Yeah, it like comes it, out like it, 11 years it, later. It would, show, it would show up in like E3 a couple years yeah. after this and then would disappear for years at a time. And and all of us like eco Shadow of the Colossus fans were like, when is this game going to come? Yes. But the, the length of that development cycle that was uh, evident to everybody who was paying attention, I think is hidden in the Shadow of the Colossus development cycle because it goes from being Nico, which mm-hmm. is the online multiplayer version of the game, to a version of the game that is 48 Colossi. There are uh, assets in the PS2 version, which if you no-clip through the, f- through the environment, there are entire areas that are un- unexplored in, your, in the main game that were like wow. either... Um, coliseums for other colossi encounters. There's like, he, like there's dead. I don't know how dead code of other colossi. It is a game that there's a random chilies. There's it's a weird. yeah. There's a chilies. <laughs> you have to order in the yeah. chilies, and then you have to wait for the food to come to you. They bring you the food, right? That's the big. You can't just go get it from the kitchen because that's not how a chain restaurant. No, works. you got to yeah. sit down. You got to sit there. You got to eat your chips and salsa, mm-hmm. and you. And here's the thing: you go. And you love it. You're having a great time. You love it. He's loving it. It's like I, don't know, I should never leave here, but before I we revive my dead wife, be, I'm, uh, before we let Matt talk about Shadow of the Colossus, because he's he was a newbie. Yes. So he he had not played this before. I want to say a couple more things, and then I feel like we should give the floor to Matt. I also I also want to say something. Um, but I, yes, we should give the floor to Matt. Uh, you guys say as many things as you want. Okay, no, we're well, we going to get the floor to Matt though. Matt's yeah. going to get the floor. Uh, All right, let me talk Vita. So. <laughs> Well, now he has something to say about the Vita? <laughs> so, uh, I haven't experienced a game where there was a sense... So, th- there was a sense of discovery in Shadow of the Colossus because there's so much shit in this game that you can do that is not necessary to play the game. Like, killing and eating the lizards was just... Like, somebody tells you about that. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you can what? Like, you shoot an arrow into the fucking lizards, and then you eat the tails, and then you get more stamina. Yeah, same deal with the fruit. It's like a thing you just sort of like, wait, huh? Okay. Or hopping on to the birds Mm -hmm. and flying around on a fucking bird. Matt looks staggered. (laughs) That's what this game, What what what's... It, like almost impenetrable about Shadow of the Colossus is yeah. they tell you what you got to get. Hold up your sword, run towards the thing, figure out the Colossus. But the world is rich and alive and there's all yeah. sorts of weird shit you can do in it, like tricks on your horse 
Oh, oh, Matt. You can do tricks on your horse. You can do all sorts of stuff, but also this stuff is like it's unnecessary for progression, as you know, as you experience. Yeah, like a lot of it's just like extra stuff that's in the game that just sort of adds to the sense of discovery and adds to kind of the sense of like, oh, this world is bigger than I realize. It's, it reminds me of uh, a Kojima game where, like, you're like, wait, you can you can do what? Like, so many Kojima things are like. Yeah. Almost like the delight of gaming encoded into a game. Yeah. Where and and that's kind of what Shadow of the Colossus feels like at times where it's like did you know you could ju- jump up and like grab a bird and fly yeah. around on the bird? So when I saw these birds, the only thing I tried to do was shoot them. <laughs> With my arrows, I was like, I should try to shoot them, but I, I just could never, I could never get them. It's uh, it's a bummer if you hit one. Is it really? Yeah, it just dies. Ugh. Uh, I okay. So, so my eco fandom is what led me to this game, and I was pretty hyped for this game uh, back in the PS2 era, and and I do feel like, like you know. I was also super hyped for The Last Guardian because Last Guardian looked like it was going to merge what's cool about Shadow of the Colossus, the idea of like a giant creature, and then also the the thing that was novel about Eco, which was just the idea of like you had this companion, who this NPC companion who you were with the whole game, and it was kind of like a, a, a game-length escort mission. Um, but, uh, you know, I actually never ended up playing it because it was so delayed. By the time it came out, people were like, eh, it's like a seven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you actually played it. I did play it, but gave up. Yeah. Um, here's why. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, I like Eco, but Eco's a little too puzzly for me. It's very puzzly. And which is my shit, but uh, I get it. And uh, Last Guardian, similarly, little too puzzly for me. You might be thinking, Heather, there are puzzles in Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, what the fuck? These are but fucking the puzzle diff- combat fights. But but they're they're puzzles you're killing. Mm. And so my brain is tricked into. Yeah. I just have to figure out how to kill this thing. Right. Which involves like climbing on a ledge or flipping over a thing or like getting it to trip yeah. like but that feels like combat to me instead of i don't know i gotta slide a box over to this thing to activate a pulley with like that that is exhausting but shadow of the colossus i felt like oh it's a boss fight i just have to memorize the boss and what the boss is doing in order to beat it yeah instead of being like how do i what do i gotta Move. I gotta move a rock over to that symbol. Right. It's a little bit more direct in terms of I'm just like, how do I summit this thing and where do I put my blade? Yes. You know. Yeah. It's it's just it's straightforward. Oh, it's no, not the, as abstract. I, I, it's it's glowing on its belly, and that's how do I get under there? Get yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no fur there. And then there are like <laughs> environmental uh, aspects too that you're sort of like, okay, like there's these uh, these geysers. What are the, how do I, is this part of it? What do I do with these things? And then you do realize you do need to, you know, use the environment to help you in, in certain cases. Yeah. Or just how do I get up? How do I get him to, to, you know, how do I trigger a specific, uh, action from this, uh, Colossus so that I can, you know, uh, so that it, he can be vulnerable. Yeah. It, it is very puzzly and, but it's, look, ki- you're killing the puzzle. But you're, yes. Here's what I'll say. Uh oh. He's going to say it. No, 
I I I love this game. I think it's incredible. Uh, I was definitely at the time it came out a little bit like I was such a frame rate guy, and I still am a frame rate guy. That I feel like just like like its performance, I I felt like was a little bit of a hindrance to me. Um, being as absolutely blown away by it, but I did like like the story is unbelievable, the scope is incredible, the ambition is is admirable, and it, like coming off of Eco, I was like, oh wow, this is cool. This is more of what I like about this developer. This is more of this sort of weird ethereal world, and uh, uh, you know the right questions remain unanswered, and this is also like really trying to say something about like what it is to be alive uh, through an interactive medium. So I, I like I I absolutely appreciate all that. And coming back to it now and playing the remaster. Before you dig on the game, I just want to say I think we need to get a T-shirt that's mm-hmm. that just says I'm a frame rate guy. <laughs> I'm fr- yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, pretty good T-shirt. Probably already exists. Johnny Frame Rate over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not going to dig on the game yet, but I'm going to I'm going to say something in a in a bit. But I I, I do want to say uh I I I will get into details in a second. I was hoping that it had aged a little bit better gameplay-wise. I'll just say that very, very gently, and then I'll go into details. But I, I, I want Matt to have a second to talk about this game coming into this fresh. So, I remember, I, I remember when this game came out. I remember 2005 very well. I think of 2005, for me, one of the great years of my life. First birthday. My very first birthday. <laughs> the first time I tried cake. My family blew out the candles. It scared me. <laughs> George Bush inaugurated for a second term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe uh, for on the whole, not a great year or, or time to be alive. As uh, Time has only gotten worse. But I remember being at home, and mm. I, this was a time in my life when I was getting electronic gaming monthlies uh, oh, yeah. every month, and mm. I was watching a lot of... Uh, G4, and I remember, uh, I think it was on X Play on the on the G4 show X Play. Adam Sessler talking about this game, and I remember just being like, "I have to play this game. This looks fucking awesome. This looks great." And I, and I just never did. I just never did it. Never got it. You know, a Tony Hawk game probably came out that year. Kingdom Hearts Two came out this year. Yeah. Uh, just this game, it. by the way, was a hit. It yeah. sold really, which is like Eco was such like kind of like an art house, like critics, like sort of like, oh, have you played Eco? You yeah. know, it's this game with weird box art, but it's actually like really good. But this game was like a like a big old hit, yeah. especially in Japan. Sold a lot of units. So I remember being interested in in checking it out, hearing how good it was. Because mm-hmm. I guess at the this was also at a time in my life where I didn't know that like, uh, where I was learning that games could be good or bad. Sort of like when sure. I was a kid, yeah. I was like playing just any game, you know, the Emperor's New Groove, uh, like, uh, you know, movie adaptation video right. game or whatever, and just being like, I love this. This is great. You yeah. can be Cusco in the game. Uh, a bunch of stuff I worked on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I love I, this. Honestly, that was my bread and butter <laughs> for sure. Like any type, and it's a type of game that I honestly do kind of miss. I, I yeah, do, I do. If there was a movie tie-in game for new movies, I'd be down. I, I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. I think all the Lego blank games are that. Yeah, like any Lego ga- variant is like gonna be fine. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for and sure. Some are pretty good. Yeah, they're. I mean, you get to be Legos, and they're like funny. It's like it's yeah. good. Lego's great. Lego's great. Love a Lego. Love a, We love a Lego. I'm pro Lego. Yeah, I'm extremely pro Lego. I go to I've a Lego got, store. I love the Lego stores. I have to uh, build. I have the Titanic. 
That's cool. I got to build it. There weirdly are not good Avatar Legos, which is really a bummer because there's like so many cool vehicles and shit there could be. But like there there, there really isn't anything on the level of like all the Star Wars or Marvel Legos. I got to just, just say this while we're on this. Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day. Someone, some guy with the fucking uh, one of those like pressing machines. I don't know what they're called, but it's like a, you know, it's like a hydraulic press of yeah. some yeah. kind. He built like a a square of Lego and he had been doing this to see what the limit would be if the thing would crush the the structure of the Legos and he built one and he finally basically like broke the machine. Like wow. it wouldn't press for, I don't know what the stats were, but he, it wouldn't press his Legos and I was like Legos are the greatest invention we have. That's incredible. They're the best. They're 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 so great. Legos incredible. They're, I we I love it. But anyway, love Lego. So this is at a time where I was like learning that games could be good or bad, and then that also like, games could be more interesting than just, um, you know, grinding on a rail or you know, uh, showing friends uh, the light inside of you or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and so I wanted to play this, but never did. You know, I got a PS3. I think it's available on there too. Never played it there. Never played it on. The PlayStation Four. So by the yeah, time I think, I think Blue Point did the PS3 remaster. Too. Yes. I think they did both remasters. So by the time we cut to now, I had and we, you know it's come up on the show a little bit. Like you guys have talked because you both have played it, so it's like been mentioned like things that you like about it. But going into this, I basically knew almost nothing about it. Somehow, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I knew that there were colossus colossi. And I knew that the main thing that you do in this game is climb them and, and kill them. But everything else was a brand new experience for me. The um, There's no UI. Yeah. There's no... Just the minimalist nature of the game was a very fun surprise to me and something that I actually really quite enjoyed. Um you know, no, just, like mobs, no, like goblins or bats in the environment. It just sort of just open space and wilderness. Just open space. Wildlife. No mini map. No, uh, like, uh, no waypoints. No anything like that. Uh, you know, you have a a health bar that pops up when when it you know you get hit or something, but it goes away very quickly. Um, and it's also like regenerating as well. Um, I was playing. I was playing on easy because I was just like scared that I wasn't going to be able to finish it. And then I did sort of think that I could have played uh, a, a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You, once you because once you figure it out, you can just do it. Like that was my experience with all of these colossus and like you know these colossi and just looking at them, being like, "What's happening? How am I failing? Why am I failing?" And then like going from there and learning what to do. This game does a great job of letting you figure out how to play, which I think is like is is unbelievable. And not every game does that well. Even like uh like you know, a lot of games have tutorial levels and stuff like that. This game sort of just throws you right into it. The tutorial is climbing up a mountain, sort of right to get mm-hmm. to the first colossus. You sort of learn everything you need to learn uh getting to that one. And it doesn't really tell you much. It gives you like obtuse clues kind of as to what to do if you're not really sure what you should be doing. Um, uh, and they repeat those obtuse clues a lot if you don't if you really don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Dorman, who I think is the name of the uh, yeah. the all kind of all knowing entity who. Yes. Will, will kind of 
both tell you what you're supposed to do and then also like, yeah, chime in with clues and it, it, depending on where you are fighting a, of an individual Colossus. And so I, I should say, too, I obviously played the remaster. I don't have it on PlayStation 2. Um, and I was just, I don't know. Like, I was just blown away by it. I, I was really just, like, taken aback, and it's just so interesting. The, like, the story of the game is interesting. The The presentation is interesting. It's all very good and very, like, um, one of a kind. I've, I've never played a game like this before. Um, I, you know, the ending, which we'll get to later, fucking rocked my you know rocked it, it rocked my shit i was just like this is unbelievable that uh this is like the resolution of this game here what 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 has happened um but i could have i could have fucking played 48 of these guys i didn't want to stop <laughs> i i mean i mean you know once you get to the end you do want to stop uh but like the mode of doing it just the, the this is all the game is mm-hmm. right you wander into wherever you're supposed to go, platform to get there, do whatever you got to do, take down a Colossus, it resets, you go and do the next thing. And each one is like a different sort of like way to take it down, which is fun. I could have, give me Shadow of the Colossus 99 and I'll just like do this on a loop forever. I, I had so much fun doing it. You can, I mean, you can yeah. go back and do like and the do boss the, attack, the like time, time attack, attack modes. Yeah, which yeah. if you think about for too long is uh, sad and, 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 and bad um, <laughs> right. that you're allowed to do. It. Uh, well, can I, can I say, can I say one thing real quick, yeah. just because you talked about you could have fought like 48 of these. I actually think this game is the correct length. I 100%. think this, this is a yeah. thing that the game does really well and I know it was maybe an accident of the design process, but this game... One of the biggest endorsements I can give of this game is like there's there are countless games I've spent 60 to 100 hours in that for me are like, oh, yeah, I played that. And this game is like six hours long, and I think it sticks with you forever. Absolutely. It just makes such an impact. Well, I also think that like we've become so accustomed to these like solemn, sad, like The Last of Us and God of War, you know, the new one. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this this is sad in some way and the last of us is sad you know there's no way for these people to revive their dead loved ones right (laughs) like like i I would say that when this game came out sad gaming wasn't really like uh like it wasn't zeitgeisty no and there were also you know this was well before any sort of indie scene was kind of like a big like oh people are trying all these, yeah. these artsy sort of the gone home sort of games yeah. you know so, so just move. for a major sony release yes to come out and you beat that first colossi colossus and there's a feeling of like oh no yeah. like it's not there there is no triumph after you fell the first colossus it it drops it looks upset mm-hmm. you know and and also looks upset when you're doing it yes it isn't attacking anything there are birds flying around it it feels like a a a, a, a piece of nature and you walk in slay the fucking thing it drops and then you are penetrated by tendrils of smoke yeah as the music goes minor key and you're like whoa no oh no yeah like there's the feeling was unusual and almost literate 
like it felt like oh it's it's a game doing a new thing yeah I, and i'm not saying that there weren't console games that were sad, were sad it wasn't just like I would say that this puts its sad foot forward forward mm-hmm. throughout the game. And that was unusual at a time when, like, the other big hits on, on the PlayStation 2 are, like, you know, fucking Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Yeah, certainly among console games, this was this was a it was a huge like novelty. It's 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 like the instant the instant uh, that Mitchell and Webb look, you know, thing of are we the baddies? Like you're feeling it immediately as uh, uh, and 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 I think throughout this game of like it's like there's some real moral uh, ambiguity about what you're doing and to what end. Uh, and, you know, there's certainly like RPGs in this era where you can role play as like bad or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's sort of a different sort of thing for versus like the actual quest you are on. The main narrative thrust is that the player character is maybe doing something you shouldn't be doing and you're facilitating that or you're acting that out. And it's sort of, it's you know, you're saying this and I'm thinking about this is my first time playing it. Uh-huh. That didn't really set in to me until like you know, a few in where then I'm like, they're not like actively like attacking you. Like, yeah, it had, occur- it had occurred to me halfway through. Cause I'm like, I'm sta- you know, you, there's some where you have to aggravate them to uh, be able to get them to do something. Yeah. They're so just that- minding their own business until you shoot yeah. an arrow. right? Yeah. And they're like, Hey, stop fucking shooting arrows at me. Yeah. And then they put their arm down or something. And they're like, Oh great. Now I can climb on their hairy arm. Uh, but then it, it was in one of those moments where I was like, Oh, if I just kind of stand here and leave them alone, they sort of don't do anything. Yeah. This is really sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all the same, I could have done a hundred of these fuckers. They uh, are. It, it, it is, is fun. It is fun. There's also a contrast, I want to say, because I did bring up the music just now, mm-hmm. that the, the music that plays after you fell a Colossus is like choral or castrol like yeah. sad sound but there is a music cue in this game when you get the upper hand mm-hmm. on a colossus which is among my favorite tracks in gaming and i think i even brought it up in our boss fight episode like boss music episode because it has stuck with me for the in- like since the game's release when i think about getting the upper hand on something often the shadow of a colossus theme will appear in my head. Yes. <laughs> like, I'll be like, oh, I got this. Uh, I want to play just that, um, just that that cue, uh, which is also, it's an invisible transition. It's mm-hmm. not like you are, you're playing in silence and then this music starts. It is uh, the music that blends into the the standard music that's playing while you're fighting a colossus and that that theme changes for each one and then this triumphant music i believe remains the same every time you get the upper hand yeah there's some dynamic scoring that comes in it it is like and it it is it, like the kind of thing where it's like the way I've always interpreted it is like oh this is like kind of this character's internal like yeah, feeling yeah because it certainly contrasts versus like what you're seeing you know yeah. um but yeah it's it's very majestic As you're like riding on the back of a horse. Yeah. Or no, like you're riding on the back of like a, a, a fuzzy beast that is like 
really like sad looking and like kind of trying to brush you off or yeah. shake you off and you're climbing up his back and you pull up, up your sword and and also the control scheme is really interesting because you aren't X X doesn't stab. It's two button presses. It's prepare sword mm-hmm. and then plunge sword. Yeah, it's like a charge and then so, again. So it feels also like worse. Right. You're you're on the back of the last like white rhino and you're <laughs> plunging a broadsword into its spine. It's like yeah. it, you're doing something wrong. But it's also like the fact that it is two button presses is interesting. Uh from a game pl- a gameplay standpoint because there's room for error there's room for the colossus to try to shake you off and then you miss your opportunity to uh attack in that specific spot which i think is really is is great you have some really tight windows for some of this stuff but i to me that's it's one of the frustrations of this game oh no and l- 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 let me say this again this is a this is a masterpiece from an artistic standpoint, and it's so ambitious. It's so incredible what they pulled off. I think every gamer who cares about games should play this game, should experience it. Thank you. You've listened to Get Played. Our- <laughs> the, the top level design is phenomenal. It is visionary. It is innovative. The issue is the implementation feels a bit crude, and I think a lot of that is the byproduct of like this was uncharted territory, and this was tech that was just not really ready. Like a lot of stuff they're doing, like even what you're talking about, like. Okay, I'm on the back of a moving creature. You know, a lot of uh, 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 a lot of that they have all this dynamic collision that's happening. They have all these, you know, the, these physics based surfaces that you're on, which wasn't how a lot of these games were working. There was like static environments. Even if you were like standing on an elevator, they might have been like it's not necessarily like a physics object that's moving up and down. They might have faked the collision. You know, they, it might have all been scripted where it's just like uh, uh, moving in line with the uh, up the y axis and in line with the animation. So like. They they were trying some real things that that uh, you know were innovative for the time, and again was kind of uncharted techno uh, territory tech wise. But like in terms of actually playing it now, and especially with the remaster, Heather, to your point, that looks like a modern game, it decidedly does not feel like a modern game. It feels very crude and cumbersome. Uh, the camera, I would say largely sucks even with the the button that you can use to focus on the colossus and unfortunately the the camera is in your way a lot of the time and that can be very frustrating uh the animation is really great but as a result the control feels a little stiff and unresponsive because there's so many frames um uh to you know again sort of render the stuff semi-realistically uh the your jump is super floaty uh, and, uh, you know, like you get knocked down. It's like a super long loop, which you can get stun locked in some of these fights. Which yeah. is just a, a lot of this shit is just kind of annoying. And again, like I don't want this to I'm, I like this game and I'm rooting for this game. And I want people to play this game. But if you haven't experienced, it, I think you should know what you're in for. And I think you should recognize that it's going to be a little bit of a pain in the ass to play through. I think one of the ways that that modern gaming disservices us is that you can't play these games, these retro games in context. I think that, remember that that Pong or Atari? We played an yeah, Atari, Atari 50 uh, collection, yeah. yeah that, 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 that game did such an excellent job of being like, here's the game that came out before and after this game that you're playing. Yeah. You should play all three of them so that you can see what this game specifically is doing differently and why it was remarkable. Mm-hmm. And like, here's a Wikipedia entry about the game so that you can like really understand like 
why this is a historical document. Yeah. And I think that Shadow of the Colossus, if you pull out a PS2 and hook it up and play the games that came out that month and then play Shadow of the Colossus, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I just just the idea that you could get on to a thing that was big and moving, like just that you could do yeah. it yeah. was fucking crazy. It's but it, there. I mean, absolutely, absolutely insane. And as it being my first experience, I there were a couple of times while playing this where I wanted to snap my controller in half. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yes. like where I was like not even just like because I was losing, but because you know I couldn't maneuver the camera the way I wanted to, or I got knocked off the Colossus and the loop took me so fucking long to get up there to begin with. I got I, the idea of having to do that again or repeat the same things. There's that one where you're, he's the Colossus is like in, um, it's one of the... Like the amphitheater type? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like there's two sides and you yeah. have to get him to smash part of the ground to make a ramp so you can jump and then get up and get to this bridge. Uh, having to do that three or four times... It, is a nightmare. I, I will say, well, we're not in spoiler country yet, yeah. but in particular, the final boss should be an absolute triumph. Like, it is the sort of thing, like, this should fucking rock, and unfortunately, like, it gets in its way in terms of actually playing it. I'll, 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 I'll spare the details for now. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, that, that does kind of happen throughout, and it's kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, what I'm looking at 2005 in games, and just, just to, just to done some of these real quick, you know, Resident Evil 4, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black, God of War, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. I don't know. I think all these games probably still play a little bit better. I mean, we played the Resident Evil 4 remaster, obviously, so that's a different thing. But I I, I feel like they, uh, again, yeah, yeah, this game is a product of its time, but also it's a product of just tr- uh, trying to do something so ambitious and so like beyond the, the uh, technical capabilities of its hardware. I'm sure God of War plays better than this. Yes. Oh yeah, I played it. I played it last year. <laughs> it, it plays. It plays fucking great. It's 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 a it's a. Are you home playing run. It on your Vita now? Yeah, yeah I'm playing, I could if I wanted to. I have it right there. But in the same breath, uh, I don't ever think about God of War. That's no. That's the that's my whole thing. Is like yeah, like like I'm I'm saying all this and it sound and I don't want to sound like I'm being negative about a game that's so fucking incredible. So like I'm saying this because I feel like it's a necessary disclaimer. But I don't think it detracts and and Matt, you can certainly speak. To that. I don't think it detracts from like the overall experience of this game. No, you know, I, I think yeah. it's just like a thing to take into account uh, and to acknowledge. I I also want to say. The one thing in the remaster I really loved was how much furrier they looked. They're, they're, so, they're furry. so furry. They're yeah. like, they're kind of cute. It's even sadder that you're killing them. It is. It's awful. But I, I was, I was really fucking surprised. Stabbing Snuffle up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really surprised. You know, even though it was a PS4 remaster, how nice it looked. I was like, wow, this is like they really did such a nice job with this. And you know, despite the, um, you know, issues with the camera. Uh, that I had, um, and when you know, everybody says that it's not like I I'm discovering that or whatever. But there were a couple issues that I had with it. I don't know. I like. I think this is one of the best games I've ever played. Like it's like it's still like I I can't I can't believe it exists. I can't believe uh like the swing that it takes with it, and I also just can't believe like the 
Um, I can't believe none of it was spoiled for me. Like, that's something that is really mm. kind of staggering for me. And maybe if details about it have been spoken about on the show, I just like forgot. No, I don't uh, think we've I, I, I think that. Most of the time when you talk about Shadow of the Colossus, you, yeah. you want to protect the person who hasn't played it. Yeah, I think I think and then you guys you you guys did me a solid. It's there. like Godfather spoilers. Yeah. It's like it's like, hey, this is a thing you're gonna have to get around to at some mm-hmm. point. And if you, the listener, haven't gotten around to it, like it's like a black and white movie is paced different. It's edited different. It's yeah. a little bit more challenging to pay attention to because we're used to consuming content mm-hmm. in three minute chunks. But ultimately, the Maltese Falcon is rewarding. And in the same way, like all the stuff that you're expressing about Shadow of the Colossus, Nick, is completely valid. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the ways in which we have uh, adapted the language of film in order to uh, be a more uh, streamlined process uh, uh, for for watching something, uh, these... Um, ambiguities and the the rough edges on the control, I think, are what are 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 uh, they're not too big a barrier of entry. Like it's a fucking great game. Yeah, I it, it's it's tr- it's always the tricky thing because it's interactive, right? Like in talking about the Atari Fifty, you know, collection, I feel like some of those games were just like basically unplayable. That that's not the case with this one, but it's like you know, you could watch a super old movie, you could watch a, a fucking silent film from the twenties, and or like something from like the late nineties or something. (laughs) (laughs) You watch, you watch something like that. Like you're watching like the first Austin Powers movie, a super old movie. Uh, But there isn't like a thing of just like, Oh, my, my remote works differently. You know what I mean? Like there's not like like a thing like where, where my, I have to be worried about this sort of, interface aspect and I, I know that's not even a, a, a direct a great direct cons- comparison but well if you if you if I can yeah uh think of it more like there are barriers of watching film when it's a movie that you can't get that's out of print right that's only on VHS so you have to dig out a VHS player and a CRT in order to watch a, a video that you can't stream and in the same way I think that this is like an older game where it's like okay you can't just jump onto the thing and climb up it. You have to hold a button while mm-hmm. while jumping up the yeah. thing and it, like it's 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 a different interactive language, but the story and the experience of the thing is ultimately extremely rewarding. I'm kind you know of, what I wish? Yeah. I wish like the remaster had like the thing that some of the like the the Monkey Island remaster had, which is like basically a toggle where you can go to the old uh, graphics. And I know that's a, an oh, incredible technical man. challenge, but mm-hmm. wouldn't that be cool if this one had like you could you could do play this with PS2 uh, uh, effectively the Maybe it has a better frame rate. Maybe if you want to have that little bit of compensation, but but other than that, it's like the exact same presentation as the original. So you can because also just from like an archival, like historical perspective, it would yeah. be nice if that was preserved. And Every remaster should have that. Yeah, it would like be, probably such a pain in the ass, but I think it sh- it should be possible. Yeah, I be, have an idea for a thing. I think Criterion Collection should come out with a console, and I think the console should be able to play accurate original versions of the games but they're all on a single console and they only play criterion versions of those games so uh-huh. for example you could play shadow of the colossus is in in its original fidelity and frame rate on the criterion console but you could also play the last of us on the same console and you could also play 
Donkey Kong Country yeah. on like that. It was a yeah. single console that was like, here are the remarkable releases of all time. And here is a console that is gated from all. You can't drop an Xbox game into it. Yeah. But you can drop the Criterion version of uh, Super Mario 3 yeah. into the Criterion console. Look, and it's called I've an emulator. This, Heather. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was also going to say. You give away too many of your good ideas on the show. You you got to keep some of these <laughs> in the chamber. <laughs> Someone's going to do something about it. Um, one of the other frustrations, I mean, we talked about the camera. The horse is, is tough. So Agro is is a great horse. It's it's And by the way, as per Ueda, it's a female horse. I think in some of the localizations for, in English, it's, it's referenced Agro. as a he. But, yeah. yeah. Agro! Um, great horse. And... <laughs> Yeah, a, a little frustrating to ride, certainly. I think kind of a pain in the ass to maneuver, especially in tight spaces. But it, it, to say one positive, one thing I do really like about Agro, first off, the, the animation is great. Great horse animation. Great. Uh, and then the, uh, I think the AI is pretty good. Really, it's not, really good. It's not like perfect, but just in terms of like positioning itself, in terms of following you, in terms of, of you know, coming to you when you call it. I don't know. I think it's all pretty responsive. Can I say something about the horse mm-hmm. that I love about this horse? I'm not going to spoil. I'm saying something about the control on the horse because I saw Matt start to smile and yeah. I knew what he was thinking that I was going to say, but I'm not saying that. What I like about this horse is that unlike, say, the Elden Ring horse. Torrent? Where I feel on Torrent like I am steering, like I am Torrent yeah. when I am playing, uh, when I'm mounted on Torrent. I am Torrent. And the player character is just an accessory on its back. In Shadow of the Colossus, I feel like I am still Wander. And the 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 interactive, the way you drive the horse is that the horse feels separate and you are kicking it and tugging it. And it feels more like riding a horse than it does like steering a car. Yeah, it's more like, I, yeah, I feel like this is, that's kind of akin to how Ocarina of Time handled Epona. And, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more indirect. I think also thematically it works really well because the, so much of this is about, you know, it's kind of this radical environmentalist uh, sort of theme where it's like talking about how you can't tame nature and you shouldn't try to, you know, put these things under your control. And that includes your horse uh, who has his own autonomy and agenda. Her. Uh, her yes. I, I, the, well, Agro. Yeah. <laughs> Agro. Her own. Um, yeah. It's, so it's. Agro. I, I agree. Although. It just feels better to ride torrent around is the thing. That's that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's just like it's a, it is a thing you control. It's and a video game. It can be tricky too because like, you know, you could be you could be riding aggro and try to agro. like and and try to go a specific way. But like if you're too close to the edge, she won't turn around because like she doesn't want to fall off right. or something. Or you know, it just it feels a little clunkier than it should. Uh, but. The thing that I, the thing that I really love about this game, when you're getting fucking whipped around by one of those colossus, you look so funny. <laughs> like <laughs> you, just, you look so loose because like the, the physics in the game are yeah. so good. Yeah, and you're like I do love the 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 controlling uh, the 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 like the modality of control in the game where you like have to hold on. Like because if you let go, you let go. 
It's not just like you're holding on, you know, you press the button to, to grab and then you're grabbing forever. You, it has like a, you know, and you have stamina, so you can only hold on for so long. Yeah, like uh, Breath of the Wild or yeah. Tears of the Kingdom's climbing feels better, but this cl- sort of climbing where you're a little bit out of control, and yes, where you have to, like, it's a press and hold feels, yeah. there's, so there's more intentionality behind it, feels more fitting for this design. I love the speed runs I've seen of this game where somebody uses the physics of letting go as the thing moves to flip you so far into the air yeah, that you land that. on its head or something. It's so great. Yeah. And it, it really shows that the momentum in the physics engine is somewhat accurate because yes. if you let go of a giant <laughs> building-sized moving thing, it's yeah. going to throw you 30 stories up into the sky. Yeah. Uh, I guess... Oh, I didn't realize this about the game either. I Agro. didn't know about this. Agro. <laughs> They're talking a fake language. Yeah, love love those fake. That's languages. so fun. That I like great. it's just a fun design choice. Like not every game has that. Uh, obviously, it's it's subtitled English, and I think it's um, uh, drawn from a couple of different languages. Uh, but it's I I love that as a surprise. Every element of this game was a surprise to me. I just had no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. Every, everything, it feeling just completely like it, this is a completely foreign culture with yeah. a completely different value system is just, that's I, I, really, I, I can just like the mystery of the world. It's it's like mystery, mysterious and ambiguous in a good way. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing where you feel like cheated. You feel like, well, they, they, they I thought I was going to get some answers here, but I'm not. It's like, no, they answered just enough. Yeah. I, I Before we get into spoiler country. Mm-hmm. We had talked to our audience about the fact that we were going to watch Rain Over Me. Yes. And some people took it as a serious. Yeah. It was a joke. We were doing a bit. But I think we, you know, Nick Nick has asked that we watch the Shadow of the Colossus scene yes. from Rain Over Me together. And I think we should do that and, and invite the listener in to a clip from Adam Sandler's masterpiece about September 11th. Uh, let, yeah, let's watch, let's watch this scene. This is Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. Uh, and here we go. We'll, we'll, we'll play some or all of this. Come in. Uh, Colossus. Hey. Hey, hey, wait. Take the shoes off. I told you. I told you. Hey, didn't you just... Sandler and Cheadle are sitting on a couch. Let me, let me, and Sandler let me is just playing try. Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, how do you how do you shoot it? Squares. Sweet rig. That's the bird. You want to shoot him, get his attention. All right, all right, good job. Ready? And let me pluck him right in the uterus. Even <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah. Footage from the I game is full screened while this is happening. Yeah. Boy, it's very addictive. Well, I don't have an addictive personality, so just show me how to do it. Something I said funny? All right. That'll call your horse, the triangle, so I can jump. Okay, okay, very good. All right, stab his arm. Come stab him in the arm. No, you, you gotta stab him in the right spot. Come stab him right yeah, there. You gotta be on the light. Stab him. That's not gonna oh, work. See, I gotta climb this big son of a bitch. <laughs> Look, just just put it down, all right? Rest. Next time you come over, you'll be even better. You gotta let it all soak. No, 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 no. There's, right now. No next. Now. 
I thought you don't have an addictive personality. <laughs> that was the line of the night, man. <laughs> you're an addict. Say it, man. Say you're an addict. Okay, I'm an addict. Full screen Shadow of the Colossus footage crossfades between our characters. Yeah, it's basically a montage of like every Colossus being felled. So there's a, uh, a 2007 Kotaku piece by Brian Ashcraft that gives a lot of context about this. Uh, so the, the idea to use this game, the idea to use this game in particular came from one of the film's editors, Jeremy Roosh. And I'm just going to read this from this, uh, this, this Brian Ashcraft piece. Here we go. Uh, director Mike Binder's latest script was called Rain Over Me, and Roosh was slated stated to, to co-edit it along with Steve Edwards. It followed the story of Charlie, a New Yorker who lost his family during the 9-11 attacks. The character tries to avoid his problems and cover them up. Says Roosh, it had Charlie Adams' character playing a video game that was very much the typical fake game that you see in TV and film. The game was an arcade-type shooter with aliens. An avid gamer himself, the editor's first instinct was that Charlie should be playing an MMO. He could have a social life, but not have to interact with people. That was in my first set of notes I didn't give to him, says Roosh, because that night it occurred to me this was the same thing my own father was doing. The Vietnam War left his father 100% mentally disabled with post-traumatic stress disorder. After getting treatment at a VA hospital for several years, his father was discharged. Unable to work, he spent the days and evenings watching sci-fi thriller Aliens over and over again until he actually had to buy a new VHS tape. Aliens is a thinly veiled kind of Vietnam veteran kind of story, Roosh explains, and watching it is a way of thinking about it without telling yourself you were thinking about it. The movie was visceral therapy for his father. That's when it hit Roosh. Refusing to accept the death of loved ones, seeking out an escape from that truth. Giants falling in slow motion. You could see where someone who was dealing with 9-11 would be engrossed by a giant that keeps collapsing over and over again, he says. Charlie's therapy was Shadow of the Colossus. Stars Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle were Shadow's experts by the time they arrived on set. In one scene, Sandler's character Charlie explains to Cheadle's character Alan how to play Shadow, giving a detailed description of the controls. The scene wasn't in the script, says Roosh. If you needed to learn how to play the game, Adam could teach you, he rules. In order to capture the rea reality of the characters playing video games together, that's precisely what Sandler and Cheadle did, played video games together. Some of the moments where they failed we use in the film, says Roosh. The failure, the frustration, and the happiness are all part of playing the game. It's hard to act in some ways. I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of, it's it's a really cool way of using the game cinematically, and it like yeah. ties in thematically to... Uh, you know, what the movie is about, you know, maybe not the greatest movie, but it's like it had, uh, I, I like that there was that amount of thought put into it. You know, I like that. that it's I, such and, a, yeah, it's such a strong choice. I'm so happy to hear that like Sandler and Cheetah like broed out playing this game that like, yes, that fucking rule. Yeah. But like the acting thing of people playing video games just bothers me so much in games because. I don't think you have to press the buttons as much as he was pressing him in the in the in the scene to play the game like not as fast as he was doing it like he was just doing some acting at the at the top of it probably they weren't showing what was actually happening on the screen right he was kind of just doing uh you know stage business uh with the controller but I, I it happens in every movie it's not just him I wonder how much of that was fully. Like, I wonder if they yeah. added the clickiness because you can you can move a controller around while you're trying to beat a Colossus. Yeah. And you don't constantly have to be hitting X, which is what it sounds like he was doing. Like yeah. X, 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 X. Uh, and it, I, I, I like I feel like 
if I had been on set playing that game with my co-star and then saw that Foley, I'd be like, man, I'm, it sounds like I don't know how to play that game. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, oh, 100%. Man, it sounds like I don't know how to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because a lot of times if you're national pl- hero, you're, he's a he's a god. You're just like moving the left analog stick, maybe, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. maybe doesn't seem like read like the most active thing, but you are in control of this yeah. game. But uh, when he did start to explain, uh, you know, the uh, the triangle button brings your horse over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like <laughs> that when having not seen that scene before, I was like. He that was like he said that that was real. Yeah. Was like, that was like a real thing. Yeah. He was explaining this fucking rules. Yeah, that it's not com- it's not bullshit. They actually understood like how to to play the game and and you know that's I, I don't know. And then that's a part of of the scene. I don't know. It, it's it's honestly it's so well integrated versus a lot of game stuff that it feels like it's branded content. Yeah, but it's not. It's that they, they were like they think they thought this worked artistically and then got permission to use it. It's also frustrating because. Branded content has desensitized us to the artistic integrity of this particular scene in a movie about nine. Like nobody in their right mind would be like, they thought this through in this Sony movie to actually have a game that makes sense for the player to be or the the character to be playing in the wake of of losing his family in 9-11. And you you read that article from Kotaku and it's like, no, they they did all of the right stuff. Mm hmm. They, it it was exactly what they were supposed to be doing. I want somebody to follow up with them in present day and just ask them what they remember about playing that game, what they liked about it. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it, would just, it would just be interesting because I feel like sometimes you know actors do stuff like that and then just never have a second thought about it again. But mm-hmm. I wonder if the Sandman like remembers playing Shadow of the Colossus. And if he's played a video game since, I would love to know what other games he's played. And then I would love to contrast his answers with Keira Knightley's answers about being in Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace Uh when she legitimately said, I wasn't in that. (laughs) And she was in that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That rules. I love that. That's great, too. Actors... Are great. <laughs> uh, that article also said Fumito Ueda personally signed off on the usage, which nice. is yeah, which is interesting. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and mount our horses and uh, ride on into spoiler country. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I love that. You press the triangle button, you get on aggro and ride into spoiler country. Uh, I'll get up. <laughs> uh, so okay so we are going to spoiler country we are yeah. going to talk about the end game we're going to talk about the the, the ending cinematic so if you do want, have not finished the game or don't want to hear that uh, you know yeah the, 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 whatever fucking skip ahead to when we start well, to get to, we've talked about too like the overall what is happening yeah right but like just to refresh you are a, a guy who rides into this mysterious little area uh, on horseback with your dead wife or girlfriend on on the on back mono uh, a mono uh, on the back of the horse and then you place yeah, her the in, OG dead wife game we talked about that la- on on the dredge episode wander the ultimate wife guy yeah. too by the way uh, he loves his wife so much he wants to bring her back to life <laughs> can I say my joke yeah uh, dudes will really travel to the cursed land, cast the forbidden spell, and slay 16 colossi instead of going to therapy. Nick, that's the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> that is so good. I wish, I wish, I wish we had played this game 
when Twitter was a less toxic place to be because that would do numbers. My oh friend. my goodness! All the retweets, all the faves. Yeah, oh uh, the yeah. They don't even call them that anymore. They're reposts now. Oh boy. Anyway, um, I don't even recognize that place. <laughs> That's the new cursed land, as far as I'm concerned. Nick, two for two. He's on fire, this guy. Would you? I'm going to cast a forbidden spell and delete my account. <laughs> the turkey. <laughs> I They're retiring know, my jersey. I want to know if Nick would, in order to save his real wife, would enter Twitter and tweet nonstop for years. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't want me to do that. <laughs> ah, just leave me dead, buddy. <laughs> She's just like you. <laughs> I married me in a wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like your hand sort of with like hair on it. Um, I, I, yeah. So, um, oh, but yeah, so you're going, yeah. you, go, you, you, you go to this temple, you place her down, you, you make a deal with this unseen entity, this basically. Voice. Dormian is his name, right? Uh, and he's like, kill these beasts in this, in this, you know, this forbidden land, and we'll bring her back to life. So that sets you on your path. Each time you go kill a colossus, you get reset back at the temple after, after... being injected with black smoke. Yes. And throughout the game, this happens to you time and time again. You can't outrun them. You can't escape them. They just enter you like that. You look worse throughout the game. Is something that you should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And You're that, sort of decaying a and, little bit. And yeah. also, when that occurs to you, yes. like especially in the PS2 version, where it's a little bit more subtle at first mm-hmm. you're like what wait 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 i look different yes. like it's like it's it's like this moment in that i always remember from silent hill 2 when you realize that you are in the same location it just looks worse and and you're like oh no it's the same hallway in the same way when wander starts looking sick you're like oh no he Oh, when did that happen? Every time you bring up Silent Hill 2, I it remember how bad of a time I had. <laughs> like, just like you saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, this is horrible. But so you're going through, you look worse as you do it. You kill all uh, 16 Colossi, right? Uh, I believe it's 16. Yeah, so uh, you, don't, you yeah. don't really have, a, you never have all that much no. uh, of a sense of what's happening. But around Colossi 12 or something like that, I think you start to see... Uh, there's another group of people. You haven't yes. seen any other yeah. people yet uh, who arrive or on horseback and are sort of like, what is he doing? What's going on? Or like, the time is almost near, you know, we're, we're getting sort of some ambiguous hints that there's some larger thing at play. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to the 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 16th one and then all fucking hell breaks loose. Yes. It gets all crazy from there. Yeah. So so you've got so we should first talk about uh, Agro and Agro. Oh, and yeah. So you're writing. Look, this is this is foretold early on the opening cinematic, which is there's a there's a moment. There's a little bit of foreshadowing uh, where uh, there's a gap that Wanda is trying to leap. And Agro is like resistant is like and this is before he even gets to the uh, the, the you know, the the cursed land. And like he fights against it, but he kind of like makes him ju- makes Agro do the jump Agro. Uh, or, or she rather <laughs> fights against it. The same sort of thing happens here, except it's like you're riding across a narrow bridge, and this is on the run up to the 16th Colossus. Yeah, right? yes. this is where this happens. You, so you're right, you're you're riding on a narrow bridge, and there's a gap at the end, and the bridge is collapsing. Um, and Agro, Agro, uh, go like <laughs> sort of lurches forward to projectile throw you uh, across the gap to save the rider as uh, she descends into the abyss below. And I texted you guys as soon as this happened to me, and it's so- a Wait, no. <laughs> My horse. Yeah. 
Uh, and then there's there's yeah. a I, I won't spoiler country another game, but there's a recent triple A game that tries the similar has a similar thing. I think you've played, Matt. Um, we've all played. Uh, we'll talk about it off pod. But the, there's a, a that tries a similar move with with your mount at the in the in the game's third act, and I think it's like kind of an homage, but it doesn't quite have the same impact because you don't it's just like there's a unique bond you kind of have with this with this horse just the way the game plays because out there's, I think also because there's nothing, nothing else, else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's the, yeah. You, it's the only other thing in this world with you right yeah uh there's like truly yeah, nothing else because i i i try and re like i try and recapture that emotional feeling in Red Dead Redemption 2 over and over again by killing horse <laughs> after horse after horse and none of it feels like when you lose Agro. <laughs> so okay, so really this happens. Me, then yeah. you're you're by you're you're completely alone, and you have to climb to the top. You fight this uh, the final uh, uh, colossus. No, no, the, the classy uh, class I all, all have names like Latin names, but none of them are canonical. Um, but you know, you fight the final boss, which it is. Again, cool in theory, but a little bit frustrating to actually play. And then, they, but you finally you, you get over it, and then it leads to uh, the all the colossi are dead, and you absorb all of a dormant's form, and you kind of I, I'm trying to remember the sequence of events, but you ultimately like become dormant. You become yeah. this gigantic well, shadowy you've got, demonic like, horns. character. Yes, yes. And I, it should be said that because um, I don't know if we've spelled this part out of it yeah. necessarily. The black tendrils that are uh, coming to get you at the end of every Colossus fight it, are, are parts of the spirit of Dorman. Yes, he was set, and, yeah. he was split into 16 pieces. Yeah, and and, and trapped. And those were what the Colossi are. But exactly. also there's like, when you're lying on the ground of the sanctuary where Mono is, there's like smoke children standing over your body yeah. right, who are like smoke child versions of the Colossi. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when he was split into all these different pieces, each of those pieces became sentient in some way and, and took on like a, a life of their own or personality through the Colossi. Because when they're looking at you, they're not angry. They're like, like almost, oh, they kind of almost give off the energy of the Colossi themselves. Like this sort of like, like dazed curiosity. Mm -hmm. It's really yeah. haunting. Yeah. And there's giant idols within the temple that collapse when you destroy each of the colossi. So all this is happening. Uh the the this uh this group of interlopers or what whatever they are, uh they have arrived, these these sages have arrived at the temple, they've converged, they're kind of like, What have you done? You know, they're really like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Fuck they're, holy they're, fucking uh, shit. They're mad at you yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They're so oh my fucking God. mad. You took the sword and you came here, you did that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you've just been having a fun time playing a video game. Yeah. They're like, you've ruined everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then basically all of this, uh, the, these black tendrils, all of this energy converges into your, merges into your form. Uh, you, Your skin turns like a colossi. Your eyes turn like they're blue, you know, like sort of gem eyes. And then you grow to giant size. But you're not like a kaiju. It's like it's like you're like a, the giant smoke monster, effectively. Dorman's form. And then you just kind of kind of wreck house and get, get to shoo them away. Um, and that leads to the end game uh, or, uh, where uh, they throw the sword, they have taken the sword, they throw it into like a pond and then that causes some energy sort of storm that pulls you into it and that's basically uh, the end of you and the rebirth of Mono. Um, and then we get a little baby with horns. 
That's fun. Yeah. So you become a baby. I think my my headcanon is that you get babalitied, but it might be <laughs> like that you have like a new child has been born that's like emerging. It's like a rebirth of dormant or something well, like that. Well, you get this. There's through lines between Eco and this game because the character uh, that you play in Eco is a horned kid. Yes. And there's some thematic... And there's, there's, and there's smoke characters throughout Eco. Those are yeah. your main enemies. Yeah, there's some thematic story being told here about like the outcast with horns or like embracing a power that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. and having horns. Maybe Eco takes place be like on the other end of Shadow of the Colossus years later where they're like, hey, horned people are bad. They must be thrown away. Yeah. They have said it's not connected, but it there it certainly is. is a lot of stuff. That seems come connected. on. Yeah. It is. Right. That's like saying that Miyazaki movies aren't connected. They mm. are because of the author. Or the the Kevin Smith of View View Askewniverse. You're gonna tell me those aren't in the same world? It's a different movies in each movie. <laughs> no, that's that's lunacy. Um I I I like the theory that you're babalitied. I think it's funny that if it's just no, a baby and then don't. your dead wife has to raise you as a baby. Yeah. I don't encourage some secret garden. Yeah. It's a yeah, it it is it is a thing of just like but it is there's there's a it is a and maybe it's a comment on gamers in general, but it is like a like and how and how game characters uh, as the center of things just like kind of wreck the world to shape it to their own desires. Yeah. Because you the end game is you've ruined everything, including yes. your own life. You have condemned the your the your uh, significant other, the one person you love, your partner, uh, who you have uh, like gone through on this great journey for. You've condemned them to live in exile uh, in some abandoned land. Uh, you have like 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 completely devastated the the landscape here and the ecology and killed these ancient beasts. Uh, and to what end? Like it's just because you could not yeah. make peace with. Your your own existence, but then a couple of things happen too, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, Agro, Agro lived is yeah, okay. Got a limp. Guy's a limp, but is okay. It will be fine. Agro, probably, will I, it though? I no, feel like you have to put that horse. Yeah, down. the horse is done. The horse is done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, I think you have to kill a horse just by getting off it. Like you anytime so? you get off a horse, you gotta. You gotta... No, that's what you do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but so then that... it's like a car. It's like a. It's like a car alarm. It's like beep beep, except it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Agro's back. You're a baby. Your 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 revived wife has to raise you. Yeah. The group that came and yelled at you is escaping on this bridge that is self destructing. Yeah, basically. the one bridge out of out of this land is. Uh, being devastated. The one bridge out, the one bridge in too. Yeah, because they're like, this cannot happen again. Yep. This is this is fucked. This whole thing is bad. And so now it's just uh, this injured horse that they're gonna have to kill, a baby, and then a, a previously dead woman trapped here, and the spirit probably uh, somewhere. I would like to read uh, our texts. Okay, great. Because I don't think we've ever done that on the show. Um. 1.48 p.m., Matt Apodaca writes, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> SOTC, my horse. Nick replies at 1.56, Oh, Matt. <laughs> at 2.20, Matt writes, Holy shit. <laughs> and then, wow. And at 2.28, ha ha ha, fuck, what a game. Yeah. I think... That w- that is one of my favorite, like, beat-by-beat beat 
synopses of the ending of a game. Right. I, I would I would put I would put forward my own uh playthrough of Death Stranding when I texted you guys. I think I just beat Death Stranding and then an hour later was like, I think I think it's still ending. <laughs> that was like t- truly the whole experience for me right there was that like, you know, you, the last of us two makes you think about your actions in a video game. Right. And I'm sure there are other games that make you do this as well. I don't know if I've ever felt worse playing a video game than playing this. Wow. Uh, i it was, it was horrific. Just the idea of then like, I don't know. Summoning an ancient curse, all for what? To die? Horrible. And it's the kind of thing where it's just, you know, the I think the the best examples of games as art use interactivity as uh, like like as a means to a, to an artistic end, which is here. Like if you were, if this was a passive experience of watching a film about a character who did this, it would work. But like, there's something about having to take control of that and having to take ownership of all of these actions and having to be the one to plunge the sword into each of these ancient beasts uh, that let that makes it feel you know even more impactful. It also it plays on a thing that a movie doesn't do. Like you can turn off a movie, right? But you're not choosing the actions of the movie. Mm -hmm. But when you're a gamer, you could stop playing the game, but we are all, we are programmed by video games to want to see and complete and do the next thing. So the tension in this game is that you kind of start realizing that you're doing something bad, but you also want to see what happens. So you have to choose to keep doing it. Which is not like you can cover your eyes in a movie and yeah. be like, oh, I don't like looking at this. And you're not you're not it's not coercing you. No. But like the disc itself, the controller, the nature of games is like, well, don't you want to see, though, like what might happen next? Yeah, you're 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 one of the scientists in Oppenheimer. You're like, well, fuck, <laughs> I built this thing. Yeah. Fucking blow it up. Yeah. Maybe we will blow up the world right yeah. now. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. It's I think the word you use, Heather, is singular. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it, it is it is a singular experience. And I think if you want to be really boil it down, I think the the story in the world is so good that it's worth uh, dealing with any frustrations Absolutely. anyone might have with the gameplay. And it's it's short enough where I could see myself revisiting this down the line in a sure. couple of years and yeah. just being like, let's give that a talk, like give that a spin again. What a treat. What an absolute joy. I'm so happy I played it and added it to uh, my list of completed games this year. There you go. Yeah. I think it is also funny that we would play this masterpiece, mm-hmm. like a, a, a truly artful game, and then follow it up with next month's We Play You Play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, there might they who know we don't know if they patched it to include art. It might <laughs> it might it might be art now. Wait, are we playing something different next month that I didn't think about? No, we're playing uh uh we're doing Cyberpunk. We're announcing it right there. Yeah. Cyberpunk. I, I I'm hyped about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty. Yeah. The I I actually think that will uh, well, we'll say I'm, if early reviews are any indication as of this record, it looks like it. It. it, it yeah, I was be teasing the good. game. I'm so fucking hyped yeah. about this. I did see game. I did see a friend. Uh, uh, you my, were you were saying like you were talking about like we're gonna play Conker's Bad Fur Day or something. <laughs> I was like, what are what are we playing? It's like okay. I did just see a tweet from a friend of mine right now that said, 
wow, high reviews for Cyberpunk. I'm really excited to check out the new uh, Cyberpunk. We've never seen high reviews for Cyberpunk before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. It's uh, Any other thoughts on Shadow of the Colossus? I am so thankful that we got to play this. Thank you guys for voting uh, and allowing me to have... Uh, one of the greatest gaming experiences of my life. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. I, I loved this video game so much. Uh, uh, and I, I, if you haven't, if you didn't play this month, give it a try if you're able to. Uh, it's, it's, it's a home run. It's, it's fucking great. Even, even with, as Nick was saying, even with the frustrating parts of it, it's still absolutely worth your time. Uh, and, hey, uh, some of you did play it or have played it. Which means it's time for the Uplay of our We Play You Play. It's your review crew, the Ryu Crew. Hello, good. Ryu Crew. Ryu Crew. This first one is from Deli Man on our on our Discord. Love that. Hi, Deli Man. What's up, Deli Man? Deli Man. Deli Man writes. First game that I thought of as art and not just a video game. Yeah, I think I think depending on where it hit you, this this that was the case for a lot of people for yeah. sure. It's definitely it now something that I will point to as an example of that when people will you know that conversation's kind of maybe dead now. That's fucking done. That conversation no, is done. Yeah, though. but there there was an era where people were like, all right, yeah, but what it, an Atari is Super art? Mario sure. is art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, it is. And now it is, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, it actually is. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, this one's from our pal and moderator Drop King. What's up, DK? Hi, DK. What's up, Robert? Drop King writes. For me, it's a masterpiece, and ultimately, so simple. Just you, a horse, a sword, and a bow. That's it. The designs of the Colossi are so cool. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah, The Colossi are really cool. They are really cool. They're really (laughs) imaginative and creative and, and, you know, just like visually striking. One's a turtle. One's a crab. One's like a sort of big guy. (laughs) Yeah, They're all fun. One's a bird. One's like a a big... uh, different bird and they're all big but they're they're differently big some yeah. of them are like b- just big and some are like really big some are like little tigers almost. Yeah, yeah yeah well to finish uh to finish drop king's comment the, the designs of the class are so cool especially the size differences and the journey to each one lets you explore a new little chunk of the mysterious land yeah i i man i you know what i love so much that we just touched on but i do i do want to give a little bit special emphasis is just there's so many matt you're talking about like waypoints and there's so much like like cluttered mini maps that you're dealing with in so many open world games yeah. here the navigation is your sun reflecting off of your sword sunlight pointing somewhere <laughs> into the horizon and I just, I, it's just enough. It's just enough to say, like, yes. go here. We're not going to tell you how to get here, but yeah. you, this is where you need to go. Yeah, because like it, the the light beam, it starts frayed until you position it into the direction you're actually supposed to go, which is genius. Is absolutely genius uh, design. It's also yeah. a, like, not to say it's how it would work. But if you're in a magical wor- world, that's how it would yeah, work. Yeah, that's hundred percent. You have to ho- keep, and also you keep like, am I heading in the right way? Let's hold up my sword right. again. Yeah, it, it's like that's what it should be. It's 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 great navigation. I love it, and I love that the screen is just lets you take in the world. That's like that's that to me is the best part. Um, this one's from, this one's from the Fenmeister. What's up, Fenmeister? Wow, the Fenmeister. Fenmeister. Uh, I tried this when it came out. 
but I was too young and optimistic to get it. Going back as an adult <laughs> solidified the beautiful simplicity of the game design and the haunting narrative and atmosphere. Five out of five good horsies. Wow. wow. Love that. Well said. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Swan Ronson. Hi, Swan Ronson. <laughs> Hello, Swan Ronson. Honk, honk. <laughs> yeah, honk, honk. Uh, as it were. Um, Swan Ronson writes, one of my all-time favorite games, incredibly haunting scenery, the loneliness of the colossi, the desperation of the protagonist, all the times I accidentally rode aggro off that one cliff, I will always remember my time <laughs> in the shadow of the colossus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where, do, where, do you put, where, where does this go? Is it top 20, top 50 game all time? It's somewhere in there. I don't know where exactly it ranks. I'm in, comfortable in top 25. Yeah. In your games or in all games? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, however you want to think about it. In, in my list, I don't think it, it doesn't make my top 10. So it's just that's just tough. And I don't think it makes a top 10 in an overall list. But I think it, yeah. it's in the top 20. Top, yeah, top 25 range. Yeah. I mean, it's been so many years yeah. and people are still like, oh, it like nobody like pushes back on Shadow of the Colossus being no. good. I think there is. I think there are some people who will talk about just it's. In terms of how it plays, and I, and I could see the Those argument. People are you, Nick? No, no. I'm, <laughs> some people with gaming podcasts and two co-hosts. Well, yeah. No, I I think there is I think there is a segment that would like look. You could definitely when you start to argue with games that have been inspired, uh, took an, taken inspiration from this game, like a Breath of the Wild, like an Elden Ring, which we both talked about on this podcast. It's like. You know, both those games came out years later, and there were a lot of there's a lot of iteration between those. They are a lot more expansive. I kind of feel like fighting a Hinox in Breath of the Wild is like as fu in fun in a di in a very different way as fighting a Colossus in this game. And those games are also trying so much more stuff that I think if you start making a list of games, you're like. Uh, maybe Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring probably does go above this. You know, I I don't know. It, it's 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 when it becomes more than just like a when we got, when you actually try to try to make the list and it, it comes a little bit less abstract, it becomes harder to slot it. But I do think it's somewhere in there. It's somewhere in the top two dozen to four dozen games ever made. Do you think the last time? Because this is when you play. Shadow of the Colossus, you're like, oh, this is a new type of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You're like, oh, fuck. And then there are a bunch of games that come out like Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, et cetera, et cetera, that sort of draw on the legacy of Shadow of the Colossus and I think are cited by the developers as yeah. in influenced by it. Yeah. The, on the only game I can think of from the last few years that has done something where I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be more games like this is um, the new Zelda game. Mm -hmm. With the fucking like, here's a bunch of parts lying around yeah, and make shit in the world. And then you can like use that shit to do stuff, even though the rest of the game is all retread. Right. Like I felt like and I and I also weirdly don't think about uh, that Zelda game whose name is escaping. Tears, me, of, the Tears, Tears of the Kingdom. Like I can't I, I don't think about Tears of the Kingdom at all. But I do think sometimes like, oh, I wonder how long it's going to be before I see another make shit in the world game. Well, yeah, I mean, and even that obviously draws from from Minecraft and yeah. other sources. But I, I, I kind of think like, you know, like, look, I, I feel like there's the you even see some some 
I, I feel like a game like Disco Elysium felt like it was trying something completely new. I feel like a game like Vampire Survivors, you've seen a lot of clones of, even, you know, that's that's not quite as earth shattering, but that was a game that kind of was like, oh, it's trying something new. You know, I, I talked about Case of the Golden Idol earlier, like that felt like it was trying something. I feel like there's still a yeah. lot of, but I guess what you're saying is is in the sense that a bunch of AAA games that followed were like, we are doing exactly this. Yeah. It's not stuff that that's existing in kind of a, a more yeah. niche indie space. There's like, so, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. There's still there's still stuff in Shadow of the Colossus that mm-hmm. I'm surprised isn't in every game. Like, the, obviously, they took a lot. Of, like, other games took a lot from, uh, like, Shadow of the Colossus. But, like, I don't know. There's still, like, to me, not a great, like... You have to jump on some stuff in Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't feel as good as doing it in Shadow of the Colossus. I'm surprised there hasn't been a game that it. So I feel like one of the strengths of, and I'm sure that uh, people, uh, are, you know, like a, like a Dark Souls is honestly like a. That's a game that everyone has. Oh yeah, that's a type. From. Yeah, yep. I, okay, I feel like yeah, I was just, right. I was like, there's, right. there's something total, we're missing. That's yeah, obvious. you're totally right. It's yeah. it's Dark Souls. Yeah. All right. Uh and and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Baldur's Gate three sort of sets a template for what, especially yeah. con- contrasting that with Starfield. If if everyone's like, "Well, shit, this is how you make in one of these open world RPGs now." Uh, yeah, that's a those are some those are some great contenders for sure. Um, this next one is from The Voice Against. Uh, what's up, The Voice Against? Hello, Voice. Uh, I don't like this game. Okay, <laughs> I get your gimmick. Uh, this game was one of the first times I really thought. Games can be art, and good art. From the beginning to end, the feeling of aloneness is really striking. Even after the credits roll, you just can't help but feel like you did something bad, and it makes you think about other games with that same perspective. A lot of games where, like, like solitude is scary, but this one, it's like it's more just, like, genuinely lonely. Just yeah. sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, finally, you, you, at the end, you gotta be a baby again? Wah, wah, change wah, my diaper. You gotta do that gaga? shit again? I need my freaking ass wiped. I could do that myself just earlier today. Now I'm a baby again. Yeah. <sighs> Hard. It's Wait, you stuff. guys wipe your asses? <laughs> <laughs> no, I use one of those fucking uh, sponges. Like like a Roman, like a, the Romans did. Yeah. A sponge on a stick. Wait, yeah. that's a call forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. We can do that. That's fine. Uh, you'll hear about that in a couple of weeks. Um, then finally, this one's from Human Rigs. What's up, Human Rigs? Hello, Human Rigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this game is dated in many ways, and a lot of the encounters can be frustrating, especially when the disembodied voice keeps giving you the same hint when you fucking already yeah. know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still one of my absolute faves, and there is still kind of nothing like it. I didn't intend to replay it for this episode, but I reloaded an old save, completed the last Colossus, and now I'm halfway through a playthrough on hard mode. Wow. Capital C Classic. Yep. No, no complaint about that comment. I completely agree, though I did not play it on hard mode. (laughs) You want to know what surprised me Mm -hmm. is how it's been so long since I played the game and I walk up and I was like, oh, I remember what I have to do. Like immediately was like, oh, oh, right. I I remember what I I, kind of have to remember. It's something like this. But like immediately, as if I had played the game like two weeks ago, the the like the the grinding of figuring out those colossi back when the game came out had stuck with me like a language thanks for everybody for uh writing in for um the Ryu crew and uh i'm excited 
I'm excited about next month. Oh, man, I am so excited. <laughs> Phantom Liberty, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, 2.0 patch is, is on the horizon. I think it will be out as of this episode's release. That's right. So yeah. uh, we'll all be playing through that. Uh, and that's this week's Get Played. And hey, returning to Engineer for us this week is our friend Jordan Duffy. Uh, thanks to Jordan. Check out Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. And Jordan has a new EP at jordanduffymusic.com. Also check out our paywall show, Get Animated. Heather was still watching Foodie Cootie. We're watching early 2000s mega hit and Adult Swim mainstay, FLCL, also known as Foodie Cootie. And this week is our final episode covering FLCL, I believe. That's right. So if you are, um, if you like anime or if you just like listening to us talk, you can check out our anime sister podcast, Get Animate, at patreon.com slash get played. That's patreon.com slash get played. I think we should just say that after we wrap this up, uh, after we wrap up FLCL, Foodie Cootie, we're going to do Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Get Animated. Let's fucking, Let's fucking go. go. We're doing Cyberpunk. It's, Heather, would you like to say what you the, the, the phrase you coined well, for I think, this month? Here's, I think it's going to sneak up on us. I think it's the autumn of Cyberpunk. And by that, I mean, if I say the fall of Cyberpunk, it's going to sound like I don't like Cyberpunk. But I think... The anime is going to experience a resurgence. I think people are going to be playing that 2.0 patch. And I think Phantom Liberty is going to get a lot of buzz. And I think people are going to come back to Cyberpunk just like we are. We're on the sister podcast. We're watching Edge Runners, which I will spoil. Matt has not seen the end of. That's right. So it's a it's a journey for him. I might be texting Oh Matt again. Soon. <laughs> uh, and then we'll also be playing Cyberpunk. Uh, so come along on the cyberpunk adventure. And you know what? I think I might get my hair cut in a cyberpunk way. Let's fucking go. Let's cool. fucking go. Like IRL? Yeah, IRL. Fuck, that's awesome. Like maybe like a little Viking, a little cyberpunk? If your barber knows what to do, sure. It, she does. Wow. She's been my barber. I come in with a drawing and she's like, <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, it's from an anime from like 2015. Do you, can you give me this haircut? And she's yeah, like, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. And hey, I don't think anyone got played this month. I think I think Wander did. And Wander actually he got played, him, he played himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>